Welcome to Nintendo Dads, episode 285, recorded on June 18th, 2020. On tonight's episode, we have special guests Sean like the Connery, Capri like the pants, Pokemon, EA Play, Pokemon, PDA or NPD numbers, and Pokemon. <laughs> Jesse, cue that music. What's up, everybody? It's Marty here, and you're listening to episode 285 of Nintendo Dads. And it is June the 18th, 2020. If you're like me, you don't know what day it is anymore. It's just blank day. And more and more of the uh, horrors of 2020 just steal your joy each and every day. And that's how we're going to start the show this week, because, uh, yeah. No, no, here I thought e- better. We here I thought EA already did that, but no. Yes. <laughs> well, I mean, we could probably, uh, in, you know, count them among the plagues of 2020. <laughs> it's like coronavirus, murder hornets, EA. It, oh, it's I just did. another day uh, around <laughs> video games. Joining me this evening uh, are three of the finest gentlemen that the internet has to offer, at least the ones that we can get at 10 o'clock at night when we record this. Uh, We're sorry. Let's go around the horn here and tell you who they are. Jesse Waldack, how Pretty you doing, s- man? Pretty good. It's, yeah, uh, you know, you, you had this week off. I had last week off. You literally forget what day it is when, yes. the, you're, when you're out of your routine. Well, it's been it's been a weird week too for for me because um, we went on vacation to visit my wife's family in Texas, north northeastern Texas, and on Sunday they went out on a boat on the lake. She jumped into the the you know off the boat, which is how you get in the water, and generally how it works. We thought that she ruptured her eardrum. Because, uh, like, she hit the water and was in immediate, like, immense pain, like these waves of pain. So we were supposed to come back the next day. So I just packed us up and we drove overnight home. And so we got in. We left there at, like, 930. And we got home about 5 in the morning. And we did that so that she could come see her doctor. Um, not have to wait 48 hours. Only have to wait 24 hours. Thankfully, it's not a ruptured eardrum. But, yeah. Like Tuesday and Wednesday, I was so tired, I was literally dizzy at times. Have you ever done that? Oh yeah. Like you yeah. get so deliriously tired that, yeah. yeah. Every Thursday night. <laughs> it's called Friday morning after Nintendo Dads, right? Uh, but Jesse, you're doing well, right? Doing yeah. good. Everybody's okay. Yep. I'm doing everything. Awesome. Where's my my daughter? Is uh, was. Having some confusing times with medical insurance and hard lessons and how that works. Oh, what's that? Well, she 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 quit a job and thought that meant that that insurance from that job no longer applied. So when she went to the doctors, she used my insurance that she's still on as her primary. But you know, no one told my insurance that she no longer had a primary and that my insurance was the primary. So they de- denied the claim. So we tried to figure out what's going on. So she asked her insurance and turns out, oh, yeah, you still had three months insurance after you quit. So as she, she still has until like the 27th of this month. So she has to call everyone that she's seen 
and asked them to re- refile the claims using her insurance as a primary, mine as a secondary, just to get these things paid off. Wow. I think what he was referring to, Jesse, when he said, what's that is, you know. What's medical insurance? Right. Oh, <laughs> right. See, you counted that. Yeah, I didn't even get that. Live, to me. When you two live in a wonderland of maple syrup and Timbits, mm-hmm. you don't have to have medical insurance. It's funny because that's what you get when you go to the doctor, both as like to make you feel better, but also like as a curative like treatment. <laughs> you got to cut and they give you maple syrup and Timbits. Just apply Slather more. Slather it on. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We move from leeches so, and bleeding, bleading it out to just. So like, I guess Timbits welcome to the American medical system. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you can use science. It's fine. It's good. Probably helping out a lot of people, saving lives. Anyway, but so you know, we she have didn't really way. have anything significant. I don't know what one of them was, but uh, still, in a two month period, she had seven thousand dollars of medical bills. Yeah, of which she'll probably only have to pay fifty bucks. You know, Jesse, I'm glad you mentioned that because that's why some people may have listened to my story just a minute ago and said, "Why didn't you just take your wife to a convenient care clinic right there close to where you were in Texas?" Well, because we didn't want to pay a thousand dollars. For somebody to look at her ear and go, eh, it'll be okay in the morning. Mm-hmm. So we drove home where it cost $5 because of our insurance. Right. Uh, but, hey, let's talk about um, escapes from the real world, shall we? Uh, Tim Off, how you doing, buddy? You are not in your house. Where are you? I am I took over Sean's room. And, uh, you know, before we did the show, we I flew to his house and he flew to my house. And, you know. We, you know that show, the wife swap show. That's what we're doing. We're doing mm-hmm. wife swap. <laughs> right? House swap. Yes. It's much easier yeah. than face off with the, <laughs> the way they do the face switching and the personality switching and everything. This is way yes. easier. But a classic switcheroo, Tim. Right? Like I, yeah. when when we just got our wires crossed a little bit, I thought we were gonna like meet at your house, and you're like, I'm already on the plane. I'm like, oh, this is weird. So and Jesse yep. now has a Pokemon. Oh, that's just a house cat. <laughs> <laughs> and it disappeared into the background. <laughs> just went. If you're it not went, watching, you don't know. Waldeck sounds like about. a Pokemon. Has anyone ever told you that? Jesse? It, it went in his Pokeball. Then uh, no, that, uh, a Waldeck. Like what? Would, like I'm, I'm curious. Like we should, we should have an artist uh, create yeah. a Waldeck. Somebody's gonna come up with that. Maybe I mean, a Waldeck. It's like a side right, It's a duck type. Yeah, totally. Made with duck. brick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Waldeck. <laughs> Waldeck. Awesome. <laughs> but you, Fan you art, know what? Go. For those yet? of you who are listening, this has to happen. This has to happen this weekend. We need. You know, somebody's going to do it. You got to do it. You got to do it. Somebody's going to do it. Uh, I might you know just what? do it tonight. I'll swe- look, I'll sweeten the pot. I'll sweeten the pot. Y'all send them in. We'll pick one. We'll send you a $10 eShop card. Nice. There you go. It, yeah. See, you got to You got to listen. You got to listen to the show. <laughs> You can't just hang out. Anyway, uh, Sean Capri is with us tonight, and hey that's why I'm, I'm just saying that's why we're so derailed. Yeah, I tend to do that. You know, you guys have learned your lesson too, because I know Bobby was on the show recently as well. And um, Bobby and I used to be invited onto podcasts as a pair, and then the internet learned that that's a terrible, terrible idea. So we, we, we have learned up. that you aren't the only pair we don't invite at the same time. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, that makes that does make me feel better. I, not, yeah. not, not that I, 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 I won't say that. names, but if you're listening, you probably know who you are. And I can think Justin of two. And Zach. Uh, no, but I can, I think I'm thinking of two sets of people right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I'm I'm so stoked to be here, guys. This is awesome. I uh, I, I'm actually a, a bit of a single dad at the moment. My wife is coming home, so I uh, I actually had to make sure that both kids got to sleep. It's very rare that I put both kids to sleep. And um, I think I had like a couple minutes to go looking at the watch, looking at my daughter who is 
not even remotely close to going to sleep. I'm so I guess I'm just throwing you in your crib and running downstairs. She only cried for like 19 minutes. She's fine. She's that old. Now. Everything's she's, fine. I'll check she's, on her for she's you. She only on cried her. for. Yeah, she, she's still crying. She's still crying. <laughs> <laughs> I may be. I may be checking in on like the baby monitor every no, once that, in a while. But... No, you're you're cool, man. I'm, oh, we're, no, we're she's so all glad to have you on the show. And That's why I, I had kids wait. to be here. Yeah. Okay. This is why I did it. It wouldn't be a Nintendo Dad show if you weren't checking on your baby. That's right. I, I, wasn't, <laughs> I, I was on the show before I had Lincoln, and it didn't feel legit. So I'm like, you know what? I got to rectify this. We got to pop out a couple kids, and I can actually be a real, real yeah. to life Nintendo Dad. So before we start with my cat pop- popping in, you know, sometimes I'm not sure if my mic's picking me up right, but you heard my cat from three feet away. So yeah. you should be hearing me just fine. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, so if you're not hearing Jesse, it's it's not his fault. It's your ears. What? <laughs> get your go, ears checked. Go get, go get your ears checked. Uh, then, because we got we actually have news this week. I'm excited. We have stuff to talk about. Let's dive into it, shall we? There's a debate in chat about how to spell Walduck. It's <laughs> it's uh, it's with one L. It's with one L. Uh, allusions back to Jesse's last name, but still with the wall. <laughs> it, it, it works. Uh, guys, this is our uh, this is our new segment of the show. It's brought to you, uh, brought to all of us by uh, our faithful followers over at patreon.com backslash Nintendo Dads, where, uh, you know, uh, things are going really good. Things are going really good. I, I love uh, our Patreon community. I'm so thankful uh, for them and thankful for all the support that we get over there, whether you're a dollar patron or whether you are um, all the way up to the $30 Patreon producer tier. We are super thankful for you. And I do want to let you know about something, and that is that within the next couple of weeks, we are going to be introducing a small change to our Patreon tiers. Uh, and so that will affect some of you. Uh, not, and I will say this, it's not a negative effect. It is a positive effect. Uh, and so we'll be sending out some stuff about that here in the next couple of weeks to let you know about what's going on. It will be before uh, you're charged for July. So you'll have plenty of time to, to know what's going on. But I do want to welcome brand new patron of the show, Metal. We are thankful for you. Thanks for jumping in uh, and uh, coming along and helping us. Guys, over 120 of you are patrons of the show now. That's nice. crazy. That's, that's crazy. Uh, that's awesome. Comparatively, I just like I don't I'm not a patron like personally of any other shows, but my wife has started listening to this show that she really loves called the Popcast, which kind of makes me jealous because she doesn't listen to us, but she'll she's listened to every episode of the Popcast in like two weeks. Uh, it's crazy. Uh, and I, she's like, "Can I be a patron of the show?" And I was like, "Sure." So I go in to like do that to become a patron of the show uh, for her. And literally, uh, they have 8,000 patrons. Wow. So Nintendo Dad's community, <laughs> where you at? We need to. We <laughs> like, got goals. The story was going. Goals. Yeah, I, like I'm, I'm serious. Like I'm, I need to know <laughs> where you are. Question uh, in the so, chat. Yeah. About our new patron, is it metal like an award or metal like iron? Well, see down here in the south, we say metal, and a car's made out of metal, and you wear metal. 
And it can be with <laughs> a T it. or a D. <laughs> All right. That doesn't it's help. Met- it, it, <clears throat> <clears throat> Hang on. <clears throat> Actually, it is metal. M-E-T-A-L. Thank you. There you go. Metal. Like Metal okay. Mario. I'm surprised they didn't call me out for my uh, uh, intro for saying well, PDA. I, <laughs> PDA, I, numbers. <laughs> PDA numbers. PDA numbers. <laughs> oh, we know what Tim's been doing during quarantine. Uh, so, guys, this week, uh, a couple of things we do want to hit on. I think this is our biggest story of the week. Uh, we'll get to EA Play here in just a minute because it's fresh. It just happened. But I want to rewind back uh, a couple of days uh, to the Pokemon Presents presentation that uh, I think this was Wednesday, correct? It was, it was yesterday, yes. Yesterday. Yeah. Uh, and 6 a.m. Yeah. <laughs> Pacific time. Yeah. So uh, pretty early, but lots of, lots of Pokemon news uh, to talk about. And so I wanted to, to, break, to break down this. First off... Um, Here's a question that I had, and, and, and Sean, I want to ask you this, okay? Um, how can we get a Pokemon presentation and not a Nintendo Direct? Um, I don't know, man. I think that they just, maybe they're uh, ahead of the game. I don't know. Maybe some of the, they really just wanted to troll us. I think they've been motivated by by trolling Justin Masson specifically. And I don't know, this, this is probably stuff that's been kind of in the pipe for a little while. I definitely got the sense that, like these aren't enormous games, so you know you, you, you. I'm excited just to improve my oral health uh, through Pokemon and, and learning all about that that sort of stuff. But I don't know, man. I don't know why they. Uh, I was actually quite surprised at what they rolled out, given exactly that that we're not getting a Nintendo Direct. But that was a very polished and produced kind of segment, and everybody seemed like they're back in their office and everything. So I don't know. I was I was about to say maybe it's because. You know, like maybe Japan is a little further along in this in this in the curve and everything, but that doesn't explain it at all. It's not why. Like, why wouldn't Nintendo be able to push something out? But typically, we get things from Nintendo of America, and then maybe a couple like tidbits from uh, Nintendo of Japan. But this was this was centralized. This is all coming out of the Pokemon yeah. company. So maybe Absolutely. that's why. That might be. I, well, know, I think I've rounded out my thought there. I think the, one of the things I thought as you were talking about that is that like Pokemon is just one thing. Right. You know, it's just Pokemon. Pokemon mm-hmm. Company concentrates on Pokemon. So all those projects, they don't have to depend on footage from third party devs or other development teams or different things like that. It's yeah. just it's Pokemon Company. Right. Yeah. I wonder, too, though. But like you think that and I, Bobby and I talk about this on Cup of Joe as well, about just like what does Nintendo have? So I was very surprised to see Pokemon. Right. And, and they want to be able to keep up this momentum that they've got 50 million plus units sold and they want to get to 100 million. So it's like you can't have a dead year. You can't have a nothing year. So Animal Crossing's great. That's awesome. But you can't have an entire year with just Animal Crossing. Pokemon Snap, I think, definitely helps to lift things up a little bit. But what else in a first party does Nintendo have? I do believe that Nintendo could do a first party Nintendo direct type of thing. So I, I agree. It's probably difficult to get all the assets and everything from all the different companies and developers that they normally would be doing. But isn't there enough in the Nintendo pipeline to do exactly this? Even if it was like three, even if it was like three games, I think we would kind of like chomp that up a little bit. All they have to do is, uh, uh, you know, officially uh, 
debut or or reveal the Mario, the 3D Mario thing that's been running rampant. Mm-hmm. And I'm good for the rest of the year. Exactly. Like so, and like, so what is, I'm, I'm asking you a question, like, what is the right time to drop? Assuming that that's a thing, like, why not do it now? I, like, is there a better time yeah, for it? That, so, yeah, I th- like, I would love to see it right now. Um, but I think that it's always the Nintendo answer, though. Like, that's the Nintendo if, fan answer. Like, yeah, yeah now, yeah, today, yeah, yeah. just like, give it to it, me now. Do it today. <laughs> but no, what I wanted to say to follow that up is, is that I'm, I'm beginning to think that June is not the right time. Because in the absence of E3 and in the absence of of Nintendo, the other companies have kind of taken those dates, right? Like true enough. You've got EA, you've got uh, Sony's done their thing, you've got um, Pokemon this week and next week, right? Mm-hmm. We've got more Pokemon coming up next week. Uh, so, I like maybe July, maybe yeah. after Mario Paper Mario gets out. It's like because mm-hmm. really. If you think about it, after Paper Mario, there is no roadmap for the rest of the year. Yeah. And that was and, like just an extension of what we already had. Like we already sure. had almost nothing. And like, okay, there's Paper Mario. And you're like, okay, so do you well, – and like do they troll us? I really wonder because they, they have to hear yeah. these rumors. They have and, to and see paper, the rumors are out there. Oh, yeah, definitely. But Paper Mario was a weird one because normally we, you know, we know of a game several months before its release. Yeah. Uh, we – this game went gold before we knew about its existence. That is not mm-hmm. normal. Yeah, I was going to say, we didn't know about Paper Mario. Not even by Nintendo. Nintendo hasn't never been normal compared to the rest of the industry, but this isn't not normal by Nintendo standards. Yeah. We didn't know what was coming out after Clubhouse Games, essentially, for a while right. there, until they dropped Paper Mario. And then it was like, oh, now there's Paper Mario. So it could happen again, where they'll be like... Oh, we're getting close to Paper Mario. And so drop here's else. what's coming out in September, you know. <laughs> and and while I don't necessarily like that style of the of them do, doing it that way, I, I totally can see the legitimacy of doing that because then if something slips, then they're not yeah. scrambling. You know, we're not in a Mario Tennis Aces situation again. Where yeah. it's basically let's push that tennis tech demo out the door and call it a sixty dollar game. Yeah, it's it's kind of just pushing Nintendo's conservatism that they've already kind of approached the industry with, like to the max, just with everything so uncertain yeah. right now. And maybe they'd be onto something too here, like with everybody else kind of copying Nintendo. With Nintendo, everybody has their own Nintendo Direct and version of it. And it seems like they're they've actually been doing it for so long; it's old hat to them. They're kind of like moving on. And maybe there's maybe they discover something about this that. There's value, and I think they found that with Animal Crossing, they talked about nothing about until Animal Crossing came out, and then it came out, and then they're kind of like, okay, here's what the next couple of months are about. But everybody was anybody who had a Switch, they knew that the one game that they were focused on was Animal Crossing, and now we're all in the same boat. The next, the only game that we're even talking about that that we know is coming out from Nintendo's first party is Paper Mario. So we have this like bit by bit, and I wonder if they're going to be discovering some sort of like new strategy to. Maybe it's not worth it to say there, this is what the next three years are going to look like. And we're probably going to be missing all these deadlines and release dates. And maybe announcing Metroid 4 was probably a mistake 17 years ago or however long it's been. That let's look <laughs> at whatever's next and get you hyped and, and just one by one. It could be interesting. It's just very different. And we're in a very different time with video games right now. I, yeah. And, and, and here's the thing. Like, I love Animal Crossing. And I have put... 90 hours plus into Animal Crossing since it came out. Oh, so you just my get wife, started? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that, and my wife is hooked. 
she doesn't normally play a ton of games. She plays Lego games and Animal Crossing. And then, and she usually falls off the Animal Crossing wagon by now, but she's, she's in. And I, I, I say that to say, like, I've spent a ton of time with this game, but I don't think that this can be everything. Like, this can't be the only salvo that Nintendo has this year. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I get, like, some people will be like, but there's Xenoblade and there's this. But, like, for me, even though I love Animal Crossing, I, and I know that there's we've got a ton of fans who love Animal Crossing, we cannot subsist on Animal Crossing alone for the rest of 2020. I mean, there's got yeah, to be there's something there's, there's got to be some sort of fall game. Well, and I would, if like I said, you I, play as Nintendo games, then yeah, you're going to want to know more about what's going on. But right. there's a, a slew of other games that have been coming out. Well, and like I said, I... I, I, I'm fine with Mario being that, uh, you know, like if that's the, if it's the Mario trilogy or, or whatever, the 3D Mario All Stars 2, I'm, I'm great with that. I would love for that to happen. But like, there, y'all, there were so many rumors, you know, forever that Star Fox racing was a thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and there were so many rumors that Mother 3 was finally, I thought it was Star Fox submerged. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Star Fox <laughs> Emergence. That that was. <laughs> uh, that, but I don't know. Like, I guess, like the for me, I've been thinking about this, and I know we've kind of rated Nintendo's years mm-hmm. since the Switch. You know, like the first year, absolutely gangbusters. The second year, kind of good. The last year was really good too. Like, this is the first time since the switch has come out that I've kind of been dissatisfied with the, the lineup of games coming out mm-hmm. like animal crossing is great. Clubhouse games is an, an obsession for me right now. Like I can't quit playing it, but like, I can't like paper Mario is yeah for me. Like I'm okay. Like I'll play it, but it's not like I don't get super hyped for it. Xenoblade. I, oh no. No, Sorry. Oh, I, I it's so great. Oh, I've, I love it. I've tried it. I've tried it twice. You know, and, and I, I, so I can understand. It. I can understand the dissatisfaction if you got to Xenoblade and was like, no, that's not going to do it. Because I was on, like, I didn't do Animal Crossing. I, I've gone on and on about how I feel about the way that they handle a lot of kind of what I think is sort of anti-consumer stuff. Like you, one game per or one island per console for all that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, to me, it's trash. I think that's absolute garbage that we own a copy in the house and I can't have my own island. Um, but that's a, that's a story for another day. So I've skipped out on Animal Crossing. And if I got to Xenoblade and I got all the way through the year to that point, I was like, this game isn't for me. I'd be the, in the exact same boat as you, Marty. I'd be super disappointed with but this Sean, I heard, I heard when you overheard you guys at the coffee shop talking about mm. that, that one copy. I don't believe him. I didn't want to tell him to his face. Play. I don't, I don't believe, <laughs> I don't believe, I don't believe it. It's not. Somebody else, if somebody else can can corroborate this, this notion that you all can right. actually have two separate games with two separate profiles using a single copy of the game, I'm all ears. But I think something got messed up. <laughs> and also, it's too late for me with Animal Crossing. I've already stuck my nose up at it. I'm into yeah. I'm into Xenoblade. I'm, you moved I'm, on. I have moved on. There's also like Last of Us is coming out on PlayStation very soon here, and, and I'm playing. Just, oh yeah, I'm getting like this chance, man. I like five me, minutes. I, don't, I don't finish all my games. I I don't I rarely finish games these days so it's been nice to be able to have a bit of a break and a breather to go back and and finish up a lot of my 
a lot of the games that I've really missed. Like I'm slowly but surely cleaning up moons in Super Mario Odyssey and things like that. But it's been kind of nice just to explore the the indie experiences as well yeah. that have been coming out on Switch. And that's yeah. funny you mentioned that too, is like uh I remember back in the day when when Nintendo was really on top of their game publishing games and third parties were complaining we can't sell anything because your all your games are the top priority for mm-hmm. your consumers we can't sell games on your platform now it's the other way around where nintendo's not selling as much or you know putting out as much so it's now the opportunity for third parties or or indies to shine so that's where i look at it is like okay whether it was purposeful or not nintendo is letting these indies and third parties shine with their like 2k coming out with all their games and all that kind of stuff mm-hmm. and all these indie games that they're they're spotlighting it's really given them a chance to be upfront instead of the next nintendo game that comes out every month or something like that you know mm-hmm. yeah well this this really got derailed <laughs> we were yeah, gonna i was gonna about, say i, I think this was I, I think this was all an excuse for you to not talk about pokemon smile no no we're gonna talk about pokemon oh, yeah. smile um <laughs> we're definitely gonna talk about pokemon smile so this was the first thing uh revealed an ar game for kids uh that helps them uh turn teeth brushing time uh into uh entertainment and it's available now it's for free it has no in-app purchases on iOS and Android devices. Uh, Sean, you've been using this, right? You've been definitely, you, yeah. I got a man when you're when you're this close to a camera, like as long like I'm on like I'm on video conferences all day long. So I got to make sure it's less about like the breath side of the oral health. I've just got to make sure that the smile is nice and bright. And I'm also very motivated that when I go to the dentist, that um that they don't like chop me up. Like, you know, I'm, I'm, I don't want the bill like, when they clean my teeth for it to be a bloody mess. So I want to make sure that I that I keep up to speed. But I'm, I'm learning that I'm an aggressive brusher. I just went to the dentist and they're like, maybe just lighten up a little bit. And I think it's because maybe I'm just holding a little bit of stress during my teeth brushing time. So this this can help me maybe lighten up a little bit. Um, <laughs> just take it easy. Just be just get a nice visit from Pikachu and take care of my oral health. You know what I mean? I'm going to download this right now. Me too. Because, uh, <laughs> look, um, Full disclosure, I did not watch Pokemon thing. I was on vacation. So I said, uh, wow. Okay. So the first thing I see, they is, made it just to troll people. Like this is the look, thing about Pokemon. This, they- can, can, I don't know. Like I got to show, I got to see this. Look at this. This is like, do you see this Pikachu? That's this is Pikachu. like, this is like I've been locked in a bakery, Pikachu. <laughs> <laughs> and it's all gone to his head. Chonkachu. It's diabetes. What in the crap? <laughs> and then and then here's a kid with a giant Bulbasaur on his head. Yeah. What I'll brush kind for of, days, man. What kind of cocaine-induced fever dream did they develop this in? Mm-hmm. Well, I All mean, of them. probably the same one that developed Pokemon to begin with. <laughs> Can you imagine the same, the same here's thing? The, the meeting sitting around. Okay, guys, we have a brand new idea. Sure. We have an idea. Kids don't like brushing their teeth. So what we're going to do is we're going to put a virtual Pokemon on their head and now they'll love it. Go for it. Seems like a no brainer. I also love the warning that pops up when you, when you play the game, this game is played by brushing your teeth while facing the device's screen. Children must play with an adult present to avoid any accidents. 
So I guess you're going to get so distracted by staring at the screen. And as a, as a, well, you, you know, don't want to get, well, you know, I, I've dropped phones in the sink before myself. That's what I was thinking. You know, so look, kids today have to have a warning about brushing their teeth and have to have a parent present to brush their teeth. I drank out of the water hose and wandered my neighborhood when I was a kid. He turned out all right. Yeah, it turned out fine. Well, so you well mean, my thing is like this is just just a classic, and I don't. I honestly don't know how I feel. Like in all seriousness, I don't know how I feel about like the solution to every kind of problem that you have with a kid trying to do the thing that you want is to throw a screen in their face. Like mm. I'm not. I'm not doing the holier than now thing. Like we definitely like like Lincoln and Ellie. They play with the the 3ds and the 2ds. Like they love their their devices. But I just like does it need to be a screen at every waking moment, like even brushing your teeth. Like well, just, there's, just there's wait till Pokemon times. sleep comes out. Well, yes. exactly. Yeah. Yes. Good point. Yeah. <laughs> there does have to be a screen mm-hmm. in their face all the time. At least yeah. my kids think so. Yeah. So it just kind of like feeds into that. That, that was my only like kind of pessimistic thing, but it, I think it's it a is, lot of fun to just kind of. To, to me, it's a, it's a, it's so weird on multiple fronts. Like, mm-hmm. Like I've seen the like, you know, app connected toothbrushes in the toothbrush aisle. Right. Or like, you know, the, the Colgate magic or whatever it is. Little, was, little like vibrate a song that you only yeah, you can like hear because it's vibrating your you, skull. Yeah. Oh wow. I, I get I see those <laughs> and I'm like, oh, that's kind of gimmicky. But like I don't like I don't get it. Like I don't get like why Pokemon? Mm-hmm. Why brushing your teeth? Whatever happened to the good old, just like hold your kid's mouth open and brush those teeth for them. You know what I mean? Just hold their head against your chest and just like open up wide, buddy. Whatever <laughs> happened to that? Just like, no, just me. Cool. All right. <laughs> or, or, you it's know, his just, turn afterwards or like letting them just have time off a screen. Yeah. That, I mean, ultimately, I've, I'll, I'll just aside that that was my that was my first thing, which which leads me to believe that they really just did this to troll it. Like it's just yeah. a, it's not a even a real like attempt to do anything, but just so that they had a game that they could announce before they announced Pokemon Snap. Sure, sure, yeah. This is just like yeah, mm-hmm. throwaway thing. Uh, they also announced Pokemon Cafe Mix, which is a puzzle game. Kind of, it looks like in the vein of like Sum Sum Party or whatever you know, where you mm-hmm. or the Yokai Watch game that came out on iOS and Android where you drag through all the, the heads and they pop and, and, uh, this is, they're com- kind of combining that with, uh, cafe management. Like you can hire Pokemon and they, you know, do like different power ups and stuff and serve food based on your performance in the puzzle game. Uh, it's free to start with in game purchases, uh, switch iOS and Android and it comes out on, um, June 23rd. You can pre-download this right now. It's and, and here's the thing. I think this is important to mention. Uh, play on the Switch is handheld only. You cannot play it on the TV. Yes. Hmm. Yeah, I, I the, the Switch says this releases on the 23rd. The iOS version says it releases on the 25th. I pr- did a pre-register on, the, on my iPad because I'd rather play it there than the Switch, if it's, especially yeah. if it's touch touch only. Right. So I'm yeah. presuming Android devices also have a similar pre-register feature. I just can't confirm it because I don't own one. I've always felt like they let Nintendo and and by kind of connection with the Pokemon company, they've had to be very careful about releasing games like that that are touch only that that because it could so easily have all the trash that's on mobile just like make its way on over 
and make and park itself into Nintendo Switch land. So you have like the the Wii um, just bargain bin stuff all over again. And I think that they I think they still need to continue being to be very very careful that this um, touchscreen only type of game come over to Switch that has to be very few and far between and for some special reason. Which I don't know if this game is that other than the fact that it has Pokemon attached to it. But I don't really want to see a whole lot more of that just because I'm I'm really worried that it just opens the doors to a whole bunch of just crap from mobile right. onto Nintendo Switch. Yeah, I'm I'm curious to see because I'm willing to give any game I put out for put some time in, you know, three or yeah. five bucks. But it, it depends on how paywally the game gets is will right. determine whether I play it more than three days or not. Mm-hmm. And well, and it that, seems like Pokemon is actually more in line with um, like the mobile market just in general. Like it seems like we're getting like Mario Kart and Mario Run and all these like kind of we obviously had Fire Emblem, which worked on mobile in terms of like dollars raised and everything like that. But Nintendo has definitely found a hard time getting a, a foothold there. But Pokemon, I think, would work. Like obviously Pokemon Go, and there's, it just seems like Pokemon. Yeah, has they, a they've had other. I forget. There was a 3DS game that was also on the on, on mobile that had in-app purchases. I think that did it didn't do great, but it mm-hmm. didn't do it, it was decent. You know, it yeah. was still a, it was a fun game. It 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 didn't nickel and dime you. You know, it you were able to put some time into it without having to pay if you didn't, didn't want to. Mm-hmm. Wish I didn't remember what that game was though. I don't remember. Was it Rumble? No. It was Star more Fox's emergence. It was pixely, <laughs> wasn't it? I was you had to cook things and right? that was more drop down puzzly type of game, not Troze, but something along that line. I don't remember. Uh, I don't know, but speaking okay. of that, I can, like the fact that Doctor Mario is not like a ginormous hit on on mobile is a travesty. Yeah, that that has I've always wondered about that. Of course, the thing is, is that Doctor Mario World sucks. Yeah, I mean that's, that's what I mean. I mean it's like I like they had a How surefire hit. Yes, they had a surefire formula, and then it's like no, let's take it, and make it flip upside down, and let's oh, make it crap. No. Yes, yeah, it's an absolute disaster. That should have been that should have been a no brainer. Uh, I, 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 the thing is, is is I that I, I did a lot. What I do with a lot of mobile puzzle games, mm-hmm. I played it until it got to be uh, the only way that you can beat this game. Or beat this level is to get lucky or spend money. Mm-hmm. And now I'm done. Like, I yeah. know Dr. Waluigi's in there. I don't care. Like, because <laughs> it's, there's no way to get him. There's no way for me to progress. It's like 0.5%. You, you know, you get to a certain point and it's like you can't go anywhere anymore. Yeah. So, unless you're willing to spend $29.95 for some temporary power. Well, good for you for getting that far because I didn't even think the game was very good. Or it could be worse. No, it's, you know, in Mario Kart, they have metal, gold, dry Bowser. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, how many adjectives can you throw on a name? Oh. Just let we us can, buy our damn on, like we used to. Whole rant about mobile gaming, and I'm not going to do it. I, All right. Sorry about that. I can't. My blood pressure. There'll be more adjectives <laughs> coming. But, uh, uh, yeah. I mean, like, Mario, Mario Kart Tour had such good potential, and it sucks, too. I can't. Uh, I'm sorry. I can't. I played it for like two months and I even bought, like I even bought the little four ninety nine pass, you know, cause I, I wanted more characters. It sends the wrong message, Marty. Yeah. I <laughs> it's know. not the right thing to do. <laughs> I'm sorry. 
Well, that's why I quit. That's why I yeah, say, you, you stopped, so right? That's the message. <laughs> I did the I did the, the the like the free trial, and then I was like, oh, I'm still playing it. I'll, that justifies it. No, no. Yeah, yeah. That, 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 that's what it was with with Dragon Quest. It was you know six dollars or eight dollars a month, but the first month was free, so I subscribed and got some benefits from it, and then I just canceled it when I stopped playing, and yeah. never paid, yeah. never put any money into it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But let's talk about what everybody's here to see. Uh, this was the the big hit of the Pokemon presentation. New Pokemon Snap for Nintendo Switch coming soon. No date announced. They did show, uh, they did not show footage from the game. They showed uh, a cinematic, which, I mean, what game company shows a game for the first time and doesn't, sh- you know, and shows footage? Oh, we've been what? seeing. I mean, Nintendo, that's basically <laughs> it. But I mean, nowadays it's pretty much just here's a cinematic trailer. We'll tell you more eventually. Um, but I'm just going to say this, and I'm going to back off. I don't get it. I don't get it. I, I don't understand. I don't, I, was, I don't get I don't get I, And I, I played Pokemon Snap on the N64 when it first came out. Okay? I didn't think it was like the bee's knees then. So tell me why I'm wrong. Go ahead. Actually, I, I'm kind of mixed. You know, I, I remember I remember playing Pokemon Snap, and I think I got to the point where I did get all of the Pokemon that were in the game. In fact, I still remember actually calling the Nintendo's help number and asking, "How do I get this?" So you know that that number was still around during the the N64 time. Um, but you know, it's one of those games that once you do everything. There's nothing else left to do. So, you know, I, I plan on getting this and I plan on playing it, but this is this is not going to have a long shelf life, like it, at least for me. I think this is more of a, a thing for those because it is a 20 year old game that it's hitting those the nostalgia feels for those kids who grew up on it 20 years ago, and they're just like, "Hey, I got a switch now," because they're all they're all in their 20s probably. I got a switch now. Oh my gosh. Pokemon Snap 2 or, you know, new Pokemon Snap is coming out. The game yeah. I used to play when I was a kid. This is perfect marketing for that, for what they're trying to reach, I think. So, it, and I was, I'm the same way, Marty. I actually, I, I'm probably one step behind you. I did not play N64. I was in the transition time of not having a Nintendo system at that time of, you know, figuring out life and all that kind of stuff at that time. So I didn't have Nintendo 64. So I have no nostalgia for a lot of the N64 games like Mario 64 or Pokemon Snap or anything like that. So all these things that are coming back out, like everybody's talking about the Mario games with the new Mario 64, if they come out with that rumored game, everybody's all excited for it. I'm more excited for Mario Sunshine, if they redo that one, because that's when I started hopping back into Nintendo was the GameCube. So with Pokemon Snap 2 or new Pokemon Snap, that makes sense to me because it's doing what what they need to do to get those people who are feeling nostalgic for the N64. That's Sean, you you feeling nostalgic for the Pokemon (laughs) Snap? I was just going to say, like, isn't it a terrifying thought when something comes out on its 20th anniversary and you're like, you're too old for that. Like, I, it's not nostalgic for me. It's 20 years old and it's, it's not hitting. Like, it's, 
because yeah. <laughs> so I don't know, man. I I looked at it and like I, I feel like Justin and I are actually in a similar boat in this, not just because we're both in Alberta, but like his reaction to the whole stream, I think, was amazing. And if people have missed it, like you guys have to call that out because it is one of the greatest things. Like he was genuinely upset with Pokemon Smile. Oh, people, and then, people have been watching it. <laughs> oh my god, it's one of the best things ever. And I know that he doesn't like ham it up just for the camera. Like that was that's as genuine as it gets. And I feel like I was in the same boat with him, just like for real, like what is going on with this, with the smile thing. And then snap came on and I had never played it. I'm not going to pretend like I did. And then like Pokemon just in general was like just a couple of years, maybe just, I missed it just by a couple of years. But for some reason, this gameplay did look kind of intriguing to me. Like it looks like that. I don't know, just kind of relaxing. And I, I, I kind of, I don't, I've tried Pokemon a couple times and it just kind of misses. It just seems, I don't know. I don't want to disparage it because I know a lot of people really love it and they still love it, but it misses something for me but i loved all these sort of like side pokemon experiences because i like the notion of what's going on in pokemon i love the design of these these characters and everything that's like i'm all about that for whatever reason i just don't want to like go play a hundred hour experience that i think it's more about that that pokemon games are maybe just too long but this looks super fun i just want to go like travel along and it looks gorgeous i thought that it showed really well and i guess we just go like i i, I don't even know what you really do do you just go take pictures and like yeah. Collect the pictures yeah. in your in your photo book or something like that. Pretty much. Yeah. And then you can score I mean, based on quality. Ride or cart thing and you go I have a three-year-old it. who would love that too. And I would love playing that yeah. with him. So maybe yeah. that's more the angle I'm looking at it than I can't wait to go take pictures of, so of Pokemon. There's, there's but two two things in the, in the back of my head. One, I wonder if it'll have motion controls, because people were saying it'd be a perfect Wii U game, you know, playing it like <laughs> mm -hmm. and uh so you still do that on the Switch. And two, it's Pokemon Go for the quarantine year. Like nobody's allowed to go outside, so stay inside and take pictures of Pokemon and search for them instead. Right. And, then, and two, this would be a good Labo game, Labo VR. Mm, mm hmm. Oh yeah, I mean, that's the first thing I thought was there's going to be some integration with the camera from from Labo. But then I thought about this: uh, Is Labo still on the shelves? I think I I, I've been to a store in four months. Like, I think if I they are, they're, honestly, they're on clearance <laughs> discounts. Yeah, I was going to say, I honestly don't think that it is. And I think that if there is a Labo, a um, couple, like a Labo collaboration, it's just going to be very minor. You know, mm -hmm. I have my box the over there unopened. <laughs> now, the, the cool thing would be if they wanted to do that, for them to bundle Pokemon Snap with the camera, with the Labo camera, and that be it. Yeah. Maybe make a real callback, like do like a Polaroid partnership or a Kodak or something like that, Fujifilm yeah. or something. Nobody you, uses those cameras. You know, anymore. like here's the thing, like I I don't hate this game at all. I mean, like I'm like you, like there's a there's a subset of people that are super jazzed by Pokemon. Uh, I just <laughs> like po Pokemon Sword and Shield was the first Pokemon game that really grabbed me and enough to even buy the DLC. I finished it. I'm work. I started in the DLC today, um, but like this just does not like. If this is the big fall game for Nintendo, I'm very disappointed. Mm -hmm. like, I will be too. Um, if this is the September twenty, the September game, like Link's Awakening was last year, like um, there was, uh, there's always something around that time. That's going to be super <laughs> disappointing for me because. Uh, Seriously, unless they do like a DLC pack for this, which is obviously probably what they're going yeah. to do, 
Jesse's right. Where's the longevity? Okay. In well, it? Um, it's not there. Th- they do have the, abil- the ability to have a bigger game than the original because the original was before s- silver and gold. So they only had the first 151 to choose from. Now they have 870-ish or so. I'm not sure who's the exact number. Well, so, you know they're going to leave half of them out and save them for the DLC pack. <laughs> right. I'm not expecting them to have 800. And I still would. I'm, I'd probably, again, similar to what I said about Sword and Shield, it'll probably have three or 400. That's at, at, at most. I don't, you know. Blockfort in the chat says, when you said collaboration, it's a collaboration. Collaboration. Ah. So here's here's my question. Since we know that Pokemon is doing another presentation next week, what are we getting? What what are what are they doing? Are they, is it just going to be like more in depth in the 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 second part of the DLC, or is or is there another new game? Uh, I'm uh, the what people what I've heard the people wanting the most is. Either like the Gen Four remake that never happened, or like Let's Go Toto. I could see another Let's mm-hmm. Go game, mm-hmm. yeah. even though I, I, mean, I don't. I don't see either of them this year because you know. But announced. It, this could this could be a you know announced this year or released next year type of thing. ECG remastered. That's what they're going to release next. Here year. is uh, I've heard of that one thrown around too. Here's here's <laughs> something that uh, I I personally would like to see, that, though I highly doubt it's going to happen. Uh, Pokemon Tournament Two. Mm. Hmm. Uh, the point? I think the Roger list. even said that one. It was like if they did. I mean, I think right now is a good time for Pokemon Tournament Two. Yeah. It's still, I, I mean, I, that's that misses it for me, but I know other people would be, I'd be excited for other people to be excited. My son but, loved that game. Yeah. Like, absolutely love it. We had it on Switch mm-hmm. for a while Same until we just son. got to the point where we were tired of it. But, like, they've oh. got, like, Jesse just brought up this point. They've got eight generations of Pokemon now to put in a fighting game. The Mega Dragon does have a good point. If there is a Pokemon 2, it, would probably be in arcades first, and we would know about it. People still go to arcades in Japan, at least. Yeah, well, they, yeah. <laughs> they do here too. Well, maybe, maybe that's what it is. Maybe it's Pokemon Tournament Two Arcade. That, that, that's very possible. I, I seriously want a new TCG game to be able to play it on my Switch. I think it would be awesome. I, I remember the like the the Game Boy Color game had that for the virtual console release and I, I picked it up and tried playing it. But I remember I completely forgot that the rules back in generation one card game is not the same as the rules today. They are now. Yeah. So that was kind of off putting because I'm used to playing with the newer rules and going back, trying to go back to the older rules didn't work as well. <laughs> so a, a, a new TGC with the new rule set would be nice. Yeah. And again, they have many more cards to choose from. So they they finished out this uh, this presentation by talking about Pokemon Go, uh, talking about Pokemon Go Fest 2020 and Victini possibly being a, a part of that. Mega Evolutions coming to Pokemon Go before the end of the year, uh, as well as Galarian Farfetch now being available in the game. Though you don't know how to involve him to Surfetch, which is really what everybody wants. 
And also the announcement that Isle of Armor's out now, uh, which I streamed a little bit of that just before the show tonight. If you guys want to see how that begins, uh, if you are kind of hesitant about jumping into the DLC, um, you can go check that out over on Twitch and YouTube. And uh, Zorora is going to be available in Max Raid Battles on the Isle of Armor from June 17th through the 28th. And uh, if a million people defeat Zorora, the, they're eligible to receive a shiny Zorora from Pokemon Home. Yeah. So be- which I before you, pretty cool. Yeah, before you read on, they showed this wall of text at this point in the video. J- Justin's reaction video is that's a lot of text. I'll read that later. And I'm, I hear him <laughs> say that. And I'm like, I've already read it and made notes on this. Because there, 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 there are fine prints, and you have to do certain things in order to qualify for to to, to get your shiny Zorora. So if you, if you haven't had a chance to go back to it, you know, read read the fine print. The kind of the highlights is, you know, between the seventeenth and twenty eighth, you have to transfer a Pokemon from home into Sword or Shield. Hmm. If you don't do that, you won't qualify, and. You know, again, a million people have to defeat a Zorora. I'm sure that's not going to be a problem. And then, and and so that basically what they're saying is you have to buy a Pokemon Home subscription. Yes, because by now your default one would have already lapsed. Yep. So they want a million people to uh, to buy Pokemon Home. That's what this really is. Probably, but uh, <laughs> and then if you do qualify, then you will receive a shiny Azurora in home, which then you'll have to then transfer hey, so, it to the game. So I'm going to ask. I'm going to ask this, and this is probably a dumb question. And again, I'm I'm Pokemon ignorant, so here here it is. You know, they they made that the big the big stink or the big deal over the new monkey Pokemon, the grass monkey Pokemon. Did, did they ever, like, did he ever show up in the game? Grookey? No. Or what? Which one? No, the new, like, the big guy. Like, he had the bracelets, you know. It's a few months ago. I guess I don't know what you're referring They're to. They're Mega Evolutions or something? No, no, no. It was, ah, uh, now I'm going to have to, um. It- that- I don't remember anyone. Any, I'm, I, any Zerude. announcements? Zerude. Did, uh, he's a mythical monkey Pokemon. He's black. He has green vines around his wrists. Okay. I don't like, know. What, what, did did okay. he ever show up in the game? I, I couldn't tell you. Well, there's an article you, you from You didn't beat April. the game then if you didn't see him. There's, I did, there's plenty of Pokemon I did not see. Okay. There's, there's an article from Gfinity Esports.com d- dated April that says how to get Zerude. So there you go. So I guess it's possible. Okay. I just, well, I just couldn't tell you how to do it. it kind of sounds Zerude kind of reminds me. It feels like every time you fight him, Sandstorm should be playing in the background. Wow. Zerude. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, let's uh, hey, let's let's not talk about Pokemon for a while. Let's talk about EA. Yeah, we'll we'll, and, we'll talk uh, more next week. Yeah, we'll yeah we'll get some more Pokemon next week, and we'll we'll probably have somebody be like, oh, you can watch the show if you like to talk about Pokemon, Pokemon dads. That'll be cool. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> uh, so EA Play 
was today. This was originally scheduled to be last week. If you uh, watched the show a couple weeks ago, you know we were looking forward to it. Uh, but it got, because uh, of all that's been going on, it got rescheduled. Uh, and, uh, of course, Justin, man, I wish Justin was here so that we could give him a hard time about uh, being such a Apex Legends fiend and saying for long. You, you, you thought the look at his face with Pokemon Smile was something. The look at the end of the Apex Legends bit was great. Yeah, yeah. So Because uh, they trolled us hard. Yeah, yeah. so Apex Legends uh, entering Season 5 on other platforms right now uh, will actually be coming to Nintendo Switch, uh, and it will come with cross-play for all platforms, including Steam, but this game does not come out until the fall. What the heck? <laughs> like, let's be honest. What the heck? Like, guys, it's already out on everything. You could probably play this on a toaster. It's like Skyrim by now. Um, come on. Coronavirus. Mm-hmm. You got to think that if they, if it was, it's not like they just choose to to delay the release of it. It's, if it was ready to go out now, now would be a much better time. Like, you don't want to have that sort of thing drop in the middle of, everything else is going to be happening. But what I love about this is that Nintendo does get to be that, like that, the usherer of, um, of crossplay. Like mm-hmm. it happened with Fortnite. It happened here. It's like, well, if we're going to put it on switch, then everybody's just going to play together. And it yeah. seems also so counter. I mean, the fact that crossplay is even a thing, but the fact that Nintendo is the one that's kind of bringing it all together is, is so magical. And yeah, they were, they know what we were hoping for. And so when they say we're going to be expanding this to another platform to Steam, and it's like, oh, you sons of guns over there. A perfect, <laughs> a perfect reveal. I thought it was a great way to start it out and definitely got people excited, at least in our camp, for sure. I'm really excited about this. I've, I've yeah. played some just a little bit on uh, Xbox One. Uh, we have one here at my office and have I've played around with it enough to know uh, what the game is and know what it does. Mm-hmm. But man, I can't wait to dig into it. I've I've always thought this would be a great product for Switch and you know a fabulous kit for Nintendo. But um I love the fact, guys, that in this, um, including Apex Legends and Burnout, uh EA announced during this presentation that there are going to be I mean, we already know two of them, but seven new games coming to Nintendo Switch uh from EA. Mm-hmm. Now what we also know at this point from going further in the presentation is that one of those is um, Lost in Random, which is coming from EA and Zoink, which means it's going to be fantastic. Uh, the other is uh, FIFA 21 Legacy Edition. <laughs> but do you really want to, do you really call that a new game? It's not a new game. Well, it's not a new game in any way, shape, or form. But it is to them. They're calling it. They're they're going to use it as one of the five. Yeah, they're going to use it as one of the five. So right now we got Burnout Paradise, Apex Legends, um, uh, FIFA, Lost in Random, and um, yeah, that's about it. That's all they announced right now. Uh, I'm what willing was the to bet. Just a Faris game was that one coming to Switch as well? Which one? The two, the the. It takes yeah. two. It takes, it takes two. two. Yeah. Uh, it, I don't. Do, know. It did not yet. have a switch logo. It didn't. Yeah, it didn't oh, say. Shoot. Okay. Uh, now I will yeah, tell and, you that. Yeah, and then another game that looked like it would fit is Rocket Arena. Yeah. Yes. They had all the icons, and none of them a switch. Mm-hmm. Really, yeah, like five of them refer to like PC. 
It's like Steam and Origin and everything else. <laughs> I, I seriously think that will probably come to Switch in the in the fifth season. Yeah, it's got to yeah. be in the fifth season. <laughs> season five. Yeah, you gotta wait. You gotta wait a few. Seasons. We're making progress. What season was Fortnite in when it finally came on over? Season five, I think. <laughs> no <laughs> way. There's no way. Is that true? Yes. That, you might be. You might be right. Yeah, about that, season actually. five. It, well, That's it, at least with Apex, it's definitely season five. Yeah. So, or That's chapter five or whatever they call it. Well, on the Apex front, like it's great because like it just sort of satisfies that Call of Duty itch. I think that maybe some people might have. Like it totally takes over. And you, I don't think I'm not calling for Call of Duty to be on on Switch, but it's just like now you especially don't need it. It's such sure. a great game and, and it's free. That's the other thing that I, I feel like it kind of gets lost. I've, I've been hearing people kind of talk about it um, in a new way because they've mostly just written it off because it wasn't on their console of, of choice being on Switch and like you hear people talk about it, but you've like, I think it's, it's been out for so long that we forget that it's a to- totally free to play game. And it's got to be one of the, the best free to play games that you there can, are. Out you, there. Now, now it's free to play. You can put money into it if you want to. Yeah. But right? I never, you can buy, I, it, you can buy mm-hmm. into like the season pass, like Fortnite. Yep. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And yeah, exactly. Like a Fortnite type of situation. Like I will say this, that like from my time playing it on the, the Xbox one, the the feel of this game, it feels great when you mm-hmm. play it. It's fast. It's it's like I don't like the I don't know any other way to describe it. Like just I guess the mechanic with rumble on the, the Xbox One controller, like when you shoot the gun, it feels very on point. Yeah, like it's, it's slick. It, it feels, feels like it like should. A gun, mm-hmm. You know, and I like I just I don't know like uh, the, the sliding mechanic and being able to play in squads and the, the characters like it, it, it's almost like Fortnite and overwatch and call of duty all kind of match together yeah in a way and there's a there's a mechanic in there where you hit the right i guess it would just be r um and it ping you can whatever you're pointing at it'll your character will call it out for you so if you see some like armor or a weapon or something you'll you know you ping it and it announces to your team like i've got some armor over here or i've got enemies over here and it's almost like it was built for nintendo switch because we don't have voice chat. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah, the, yeah. having that ability to communicate with people without having to, to say anything. I honestly feel perfect. like in that, like, let's take it one step further. I think it was built for mobile. Yeah. It was, and, and I'm surprised or we're not, cross-play we're not, not seeing this on mobile and switch at the same time, because I know that apex on mobile has been rumored for a while. I always wonder about, I never really did Fortnite or anything like that. Like any of these shooters on mobile, unless you've got like, it's a really hard. Kind of it's really it. hard to play yeah. Fortnite on a phone. Who is doing that? Like Fortnite is complicated. Lots of people are doing it though. Yeah, Lots of people are doing it. I but I mean like, that. and on an iPad now, let, let's be honest, like on with, if you've got like an iPad running iOS 13, you can connect a controller. Yeah. So you can just play it from your iPad. Mm-hmm. So, no, that was that was definitely a good get and a good. Um, I love that this is Respawn who makes this game, and I I think the world of these guys. I think they're just some of the some of the best developers on the planet. And again, just pushing the narrative that maybe we shouldn't be ignoring Switch. And they've been really and 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 for EA, um, they they typically develop on their own engine with Frostbite. But Respawn is just so good at what they do. They're kind of breaking a lot of the rules that EA has, and it's got to be for the best. The whole like loot box situation is is much better now than it was, and I'm I was saying this on the Xbox Drive as well that I'm not one that really subscribes to the unconditional hate to EA that I know a lot of people do, and I think that those people are going to have a hard time over the next couple of years reconciling how they feel about what I think is going to be a good next couple of years with EA. Yeah, yeah, I think it's going to be all right. Uh, and and on top of that, I just want to say this: 
Star Wars Squadrons looks amazing. Looks great. Yes. Like I can't wait. I'm for gonna that go game. pre-order it. Same here, man. <laughs> yeah, like um and and honestly, if they can give me another Jedi Fallen Order, something on that magnitude, mm-hmm. uh, like I'm They've good not with the A game. They've not I'm made good a bad with game. The a. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So I'm I mean, I get, I get it's the evil empire and it's easy to hate. And we've talked a lot. We've hated on them a lot here. And, but, but like, here's the thing. EA makes good. EA makes good games. <laughs> yeah. EA makes good games, but they're also giant buttholes. Sure. Sure. But so that, that that's kind of like what I, I totally, I can't, I can't argue with that. The thing that I have to observe though is this like weird position that Nintendo fans are in, which is, Everybody hates EA. Well, if that's a that's a common sort of attitude that people have towards EA, then get out of my Switch is should be the attitude. But instead, EA's kind of or a lot of Nintendo fans are like, come on, like why don't you come on over here? It's I'm like begging, begging for I want to you to come time. to yeah, but so at the same I've, time. I've mentioned that before where I've been upset with EA because cool. they're not coming to the Nintendo yeah. Switch or yeah. Nintendo yeah. products. And right. it's because I like EA's games. I yeah. like having them. I like playing them. I want to be able to play them on my Nintendo console, especially on the go. That's why I'm upset. That's why I always wanted them to have and, it. And here's the thing, like like what Tim's saying, I would love that too. But do I think that like I'm going to play Jedi Fallen Order on my Switch and it'd be worth any count? No. Yeah, I don't. It's not. It's, it can't happen. Yeah, I agree. unless Panic Button does it and they do whatever witchcraft they do to make it happen. For real. But here's the deal: EA could do so much with the Switch, and I'm going to tell you what I think is the glaring omission from from this whole EA Play thing is where in the crap is Plants vs Zombies on the Switch? Yeah, the shooter, the game itself. Whatever, where mm-hmm. is it? it? It's tailor made for Nintendo audiences, Big time. and I feel like that, that. Like to me, that is money on the table. Yeah, start there where leaving. the games actually make sense on Switch. Like, don't yeah. go with the Jedi Fallen Order, as you mentioned, or even they even had Sims on EA on the EA Play today. They had the Sims Four on it, and it's like that game would be enormous. <laughs> the on Sims Switch. on Switch would. It's not even fair. Printing money, mm-hmm. printing money. Yeah, I, like, yeah. You're just waiting for it. I mean, you're 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 looking at a console that to go with a touch screen, you know. That, yeah, maybe it's coming. I, I thought I, I missed it. I'm like I was sort of in and out. I was I was messaging Jesse and Justin. Like, did they say it? Like they, that. They said the, the Sims, but they, it is not. They coming did not say Switch. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm surprised yeah. even the Command and Conquer Remastered Collection was. But now here's either. here's the deal. Here's the deal. There's there's three more games out of those seven. That we don't know. Yeah. Maybe it is. Maybe maybe they're working on it. Mass Effect. It's got to be Mass Effect. Bring it's it to probably going to be Mass Effect. I mean, it's 360 PS3 era game. So bring it to Switch. You guys don't even know what you're missing out on. It is so great. I mean, maybe some of you know because you played Mass Effect 3 on Wii U. Some of you. <laughs> but you need to know how All it All five of us. Yeah, yes. exactly. Right? No, I didn't play it on there. Uh, yeah. So that's uh, that's the EA Play uh, Sean, did let me let me ask you this from a perspective of someone outside of the realm of Nintendo only. Yeah. Uh, do you think this was a worthwhile presentation? Do you feel like they did a good job? I thought um, it was okay. I th- I think EA generally kind of I don't know they they don't really excite and I always kind of get my hopes up that they're going to come up with some sort of like amazing just bomb drop. Apex on its own, honestly, if they just kind of like stop the stop the stream there, I 
probably would have been happier than, than I was. <laughs> they kind of kept going. <laughs> like that was such a big moment. Um, I am glad that they got it out of the way, but that's actually more of a closer than what they had with, with skate four. Um, it's like, if they just kind of, I, I wouldn't know, call what a, they had a closer. It was a, uh, let's have yeah. a conversation and not tell us anything. They said the name and it's like, it's even, I mean, they, that's kind of how they actually revealed fallen order was they kind of went over to Vince and Pella in the audience at E3 and they're like, so like, what's up? And he's like, Oh, we're working on a star Wars games called Jedi fallen order. And it's like, that's your reveal to the world that this is like a new game that, that people are really caring about. And that's kind of what they did with skate. And I, you know, I, I will give them a little bit of slack. The fact that the way that these presentations are being put together is gotta be incredibly challenging. And you, you don't have that sort of that buildup and um, it might be unfamiliar for them to put together, but I thought, I thought it was okay. I think, I think the whole, like, I don't know if I'm, I might get land blasted for this, but I think Joseph Farris is entirely overrated. Um, I think he swore at a camera and he's become famous for it. And I think that's all the wrong reasons to be famous. I think a no way out or a way out was average at best. Um, and so like he, his new game looks interesting, but he has created like himself as a celebrity in, in the video game landscape. So I thought it was, I thought he's, it was okay. He's, the, he's trying to be the new Cliffy B. Yeah, That's but Cliffy B kind of changed the entire industry. Like, he's, he can't, I don't know. He's like, he's Well, no, I get with, that. I'm just like, he wants to kind of be on that level. Is yeah, he just, I'm getting. He's, he's eccentric, and I get that. And, and people like that. And, you know, it, it definitely shakes things up a little bit. When I play his games, I'm not like, oh my God. I'm like, his, what, how he talks about his games does not match how I talk about his games. I'll put it that way. Um, and, I, but the thing, like, I don't know that I get hyped up about really anything that they, they talked about today other than apex and it just refreshes my mind that i should probably go play some apex i can play with people on playstation or i can play with people on switch and it doesn't even matter anymore that's that's exactly what happened with rocket league which is awesome i can keep all my stuff i can play where i like to play and it doesn't even you know a couple years in the future it's not even going to matter anything it's not even going to be a thing for a for a game to come to cross it's it's yeah cross play is going to be the thing Mm -hmm. yeah yeah and that and that's and that's being that's a win for everybody yeah yeah i was i was hoping for mass effect so from that perspective i was disappointed i actually thought it was a bit of a sure thing at this point it's and this is something that like in nintendo land we do this a lot right where we build up a rumor that there there's not really any indication from the company that like said that this is even a thing that's happening um but i thought that was for sure gonna happen so when they they said there's one more thing i'm like here it is it's mass effect and then they kind of just like burped out skate I was like, oh, man, super disappointing for me as a, as a Mass Effect fan. Um, but I think some people will be excited because it's Skate. But EA also kind of kicked off uh, E3 usually. And it's like, OK, we're kind of warming up. Usually you'd have something to look forward to the very next day. You just have like Xbox or or maybe Ubisoft or somebody who come up very shortly afterwards. And this is my just weekly comment that I really miss E3. Yeah, I and, and I mean. <laughs> this is making just such a strong case for E3 to come back. Like this absence, this forced absence that it was actually like Corona that that forced E3 out of it rather than maybe like lack of interest or anything like that. I think people are missing it so much that they'll just be clamoring for something next year because it's just IGN and Jeff Keighley and everybody else is trying to like pick up the reins. They've had every opportunity to replace it and to bury e3 and they've not in my opinion they've not done it not even close they made they have actually made the strongest case for e3 to return in 2021 it's because i think it's too many people wanting to do it 
And so now it's all spread out and mm -hmm. discombobulated. And I mean, the coverage chaotic. was always like that anyways, right? There was always well, like, at least it was, a, it was all it was done in a week. A thing. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Now it's over a whole summer. Apparently. Mm -hmm. I think so. here's the thing, though. Like, do you think that the whole E3 uh, feeling is absence makes the heart grow fonder? Big and time. We're just like it's rose colored glasses right now. Or do you think that? Yeah. Like there's legitimately enough. Um, like there's enough gravitational pull that we're going to get E3 2021. I think both. We're going to have new consoles to be talking about, and who knows what Nintendo's going to have uh, this time next year in terms of like trying to keep up on the on the technical side of things. So both. I think there's going to be a lot. And what I I just kind of realized, basically, what we're getting now with all the news kind of like getting dispersed all over the place would normally be like the like kind of like indie montages that you go, okay, here's all the rest of the stuff, and they kind of put it into like this three minute kind of spot in the middle of one of the conferences. Those all are getting like their own pieces of coverage on a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, it's all the time, all summer long. And I remember even when Jeff Keighley kind of announced his um, Summer Games Fest, or I think that's what it's called. And it's like, yeah. that's a long stretch, man. <laughs> it's like mm -hmm. months at a time here. So obviously looking for something a little bit different. I just don't know. I have yet to talk to somebody. I'm curious if anybody wants to reach out and let me know that they are enjoying this. Um, I just have not, I've yet to meet the person who's really enjoying what's happening this year. Yeah. Yeah, like I, I don't know, man. Like, and at least in July, we've got Ubisoft to look forward to, um, mm -hmm. and hopefully Nintendo, um, somewhere in there. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully. I want to play Paper Mario. That's that's good. Um, let's talk about a couple of game release updates. Um, I've had my eye on a game called Is this Is it Roki? I think so. Is that how you pronounce that? R O K I. Uh, originally um, announced last year for Switch. It's going to come out on PC July 23rd, and Switch will follow soon. Who knows what that means? Probably August, September. Uh, we're also getting Warhammer 40,000 Mechanicus on Nintendo Switch. It comes out uh, July 17th, same day as Paper Mario. Not a good idea. And then <laughs> Nintendo this week released a... <laughs> I don't. Where where did this come from? Jump Tim rope challenge. It. Where did this come from? Tim wanted this. I think he called that actually earlier on an episode a few weeks ago. He actually um, <laughs> predicted this was going to happen. Just a shadow drop. Of, of sure the did. Yes. Speaking of like things that are like twenty or thirty years old. Do you guys ever? Did you guys ever have like a skip it? The thing that you attached to kind of like your ankle. Yes. And you kind of like jumped over it. It's yep. kind of. It, this is the new age version of that. You're just jumping around. And it's counting your. Um, or, I like it. I like it because it reminds me of uh, the um, the what was it D DSI store kind of thing or oh. like the art style. No, no, just the the how Nintendo used to have these little one-off little things that they would make for the DSI or for the Wii Shop or something like that. So they have these little one-off games that you could buy or get for free. That's what it reminded me of, mm -hmm. and I was like, sweet. You know, I goofed around with it for a little bit and had fun with it. My son and I both jump rope together. And Did you? Yeah, it was actually kind of fun. So did I do it again the next day? No, I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, still. You know what was, game? Kind of fun. You, you mentioned DSi or you mentioned like Nintendo's little weird indie, you know, yeah. things that they do every now and then. You know what I would love to see make a comeback on Switch 
with a new version is um, Rusty's baseball training. Oh, do you remember, yes. Do you remember that? Yes. That was a lot of fun. It was about fun. the game I, about I the dog. Time in that. The dog who ran the yeah. baseball don't, don't, uh, don't, store. Don't, don't tell the Nintendo directors that. <laughs> I'm Look, and it was like rhythm-based baseball game. I loved that game. I wish they'd make another one. Wish they would make another one. Switch would be a perfect place. And for God's sakes, Nintendo, if we don't get a WarioWare game on the Switch, what the crap? Sorry. (laughs) Where'd that come from? I want a WarioWare game. Rage. (laughs) I'm trying to see if I can find. Well, you know, here, here's the deal. Like, all these, like, everybody gets excited about the, the Zeldas and the Marios. and the, Like, I love Nintendo's weird side projects that they do, like WarioWare and... Can we... Do we need to call F-Zero a weird side project at this point? <laughs> Super uh, Mario Kart was a weird side project. You know, yeah, it was kind of amazing. I didn't remember that. They used look to have... what it's done. They used to have what? So they had like five different clock games or different colors or notebooks. They had notebooks and an airplane game. And it, they did all these weird things, but it was like just the developers having fun creating something with the with the technology they had. And that's what there I saw. There was this one this. rhythm game I remember that I really liked. I don't remember what that was called. Now I'm curious. They were all looking for the stuff, that, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> well, while you guys are doing that, uh, let's let's move on and let's talk about some May 2020 MPD numbers. Uh, obviously, again for May, the Switch was the number one selling console uh, in the United States or North America region. Uh, guys, there's th- this is some pretty pretty stout numbers, and I wish Justin was here to kind of talk about these, but. Well, uh, we'll 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 take his Canadian substitute. Actually, Justin <laughs> is here. Uh, if you're watching, oh. all of a sudden there he is. <laughs> Something's wrong with him, though. He's petrified. Um, so, uh, games that made the top twenty in the U.S. from May thirtieth uh, or May third through thirtieth. Uh, these are the games that include all consoles if multi-platform. Uh, number eighteen, Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. Number 15, Minecraft Dungeons. Number 14, Xenoblade Chronicles Definitive Edition. Number 12, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. Yes. Number 7, Minecraft. Number 5, this one's surprising to me. Because of the DLC. 11. Because of the expansion that just happened. Yeah. And number 3, Animal Crossing New Horizons. All those Switch versions. Software sales uh, for... is Is this software sales like... All consoles are industry switch. wide. Industry wide software sales are up sixty seven percent in May, uh, yeah. and then hardware sales are up fifty six percent over last year. Two hundred and thirty five million dollars uh, on hardware and four hundred thirty eight million in software. The highest May hardware total since two thousand and ten. Nintendo Switch is the best-selling system both by units sold and dollars spent. Guys, right now, Nintendo is killing it. They're killing it. This, this to me, 
is everything that you need to uh, try to understand what kind of year we're in. Um, you don't need games. Everything is perfectly fine. It's more than fine. It's breaking records. So if anybody's kind of wondering, like, why aren't they really going at it? Why would you? Why don't, like, take this time to just, like, count the money and figure out what you're going to do for the time when maybe things maybe dip down a little bit. But there's no need to really do anything at this point. And it's still there like are three, we're over 3,000 games in the eShop. If you don't want to play something, find something. There's lots to play. And <laughs> this is something that I talk about all the time, which is people don't need a brand new Nintendo game to buy a Switch. They'll continue to buy a Switch for Mario Kart 8, which it is worth saying again and again, is a Wii U game. This is an old-ass game that they have stopped putting money into so long ago, it's not even funny. And it continues to be a system seller. So why don't they have a, a fall game? Like, do they need one? This is the best-selling console on the on the market right now. And it doesn't show any signs of, of slowing down. The, the quarantine and everything that's happened, it seems to be like the best thing for, for Nintendo for the year that it probably was about to have anyways. I'm not suggesting that they're holding anything back because of that. But they're certainly not in any position to force out a direct or anything like that that might not look amazing um just for the sake of having one everything like, people are finding ways to buy switches anyways so this is every this is this is all your answers like it's everything's in the numbers to me anyways by the numbers i mean that's mm-hmm. yeah yeah absolutely uh i love the, the i love your description of mario kart 8 by the way a wii u game by the way I mean, it's literally Nintendo's cash cow right now. Why make mm-hmm. anything else? Why do anything else if you need if if you can continue to sell Mario Kart Eight Deluxe Honestly. and it being in the top thirty games or top fifteen games every month? Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised to learn if they actually have like a Mario Kart Nine or whatever the next one will be, just ready, but like just waiting for it to dip. Like, why would you ever cannibalize this trajectory? You know, right? like you know. The the rumor was Mario Kart Nine this year, yeah, for the big game, for mm-hmm. the big like second half game. Wabi Sabi, uh, before they disappeared from Twitter, uh, kind of said that and was right about a lot of other things. Mm-hmm. So I don't I don't necessarily know that you know you put all your stock in one person's rumor, but they they were right about several other things, and then they dropped that Mario Kart Nine thing and then went off into the ether space or whatever mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so if they got if, if they got taken by the nintendo ninjas or whatever i don't know but um to me it could be a thing where, like it was supposed to be mario kart 9 this year and then covid right potentially and, and I, I think can coast we could coast the rest of the year you know a lot of people comment on uh with xbox and playstation kind of playing chicken a little bit in terms of like who's going to announce the price first who's going to launch who's going to announce a launch date first and I think that Nintendo is maybe playing a little bit of that as well in terms of like what's on deck for Nintendo. Like we don't know when these consoles are going to be launching. So they may be waiting to see when they're going to launch and how much they're going to be before they really lock in their their holiday plan as well. So if they need to, like maybe they do drop a Mario Kart 9 to combat a PS5 and an Xbox Series X kind of thing. Um, there's going to be a lot of disruption this fall. So well, Nintendo kind of has to be ready And for here's that. the deal, Sean, like as again, as... Uh, somebody that I feel personally is an expert on Xbox. I'll ask you this with numbers like this and with them performing this way. Yeah. Are, do they even need to release anything to combat Xbox? That's the funny. I was just, I was just talking to Bobby about it on, on cup of Joe. It seems like our roles were reversed. I felt like I was the, 
the taking on the, the Nintendo guru sort of apologist type of, of angle going like, no, they, um, I was thinking like, they don't need to do anything. All signs is like, they're going to have the least expensive option on the market. Um, it does seem like there were some new rumors coming out that Xbox is going to have a version of the, like a series S or something that is half the price of the X. So they may have a, uh, they may have Nintendo in mind when it comes to that, but I look at like the Switch Lite is just like the secret weapon. Like it's one ninety nine, and it's one of the one of the best things that's ever happened to video games in the history of video games. I love my Switch Lite. I really do wish that I had a way to plug it into my TV because I just mm-hmm. want to use it one hundred percent of the time and Me be able too. to get rid of my other my other Switch. But um, that aside, it's tough to it's tough to compete when this is exactly what I mean when I say that. Like Mario Kart Eight Deluxe, a game that's forever old can be paired up with a 199 console that you can buy multiples of in the same household. Like, I don't know what the answer is, honestly, like everything is so different right now. And, and for the first time in probably forever, you have such different approaches to video games from Nintendo to Xbox to PlayStation and the way that Xbox is doing their whole thing with really services first and with, with game pass and everything, just trying to change your, your buying habits. Like I'm at the point where I'm like, I don't even know why, like, why would I buy games anymore? Because it'll probably well, come to Game Pass. And, and you know that, like, one of the things I think that, that we're not seeing, too, or, or we're going to see later on in the year as we get toward Christmas, is you're going to have all these people who heard about and or went through, though there was a Nintendo Switch shortage. Yeah. You know, earlier in the year, we couldn't get a Nintendo Switch. And if Nintendo is able to, like, make a backlog of those available mm-hmm. at Black Friday time, yeah, that's going to drive sales. And they also haven't, they've never dropped the price on the system either. Like we've been kind of complaining as fans over the last couple of years at like Black Friday. I think the last one was a really good example of it was the same package (laughs) as the year before, which I actually think was Mario Kart Kart package. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Mario Kart 8 with the old model of Switch in it. They they just got a warehouse of them sitting around. That's how little they have to try. Right. So how do they combat like new, new systems? Like maybe they just discounted by 50 bucks. And they're just like, they just swim right, right along. And yeah, what I think is- if they do a $50 d- discount, that's, oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're going to, like these, it's very high chances that some of these consoles are going to be very, very expensive. So if you just kind of put up a nice, like lots of games on these things, lots of games that people are really familiar with and they're they're rated very okay. highly. So so we've we've talked, you, you've said this a few times about pricing. Mm-hmm. Uh, give me some numbers. Like just uh, the, the mm. Sean Capri guess- Oh man, it changes PS5, like on a daily basis. PS5, uh, Series X. What are we? What are we? What's okay. what's what damage yeah. is going on in the wallet? I think PS5. So they announced the two con- the two SKUs. Uh, there's the one with the disc and the discless version. I think the the disc the one with the disc will be 550, 549 USD, 499 for the digital version. Um, I do think that the Xbox. I think they're going to be so ag- aggressive in Xbox land. I think they're going to be 499 for the Series X. And that rumor is coming out that, um, the Series X, the Series S will be a half the price, which I think is bonkers. Um, but we'll see. The other element that, that we kind of forget about if, um, you haven't really been totally in touch with Xbox is that they had a few promotions. They were testing this notion of if you, um, it's kind of like buying a cell phone and they call it Xbox All Access and you essentially create like a month to month subscription plan. Um, which you already have, by the way, with Xbox Live or Xbox Game Pass, you're already paying for that month to month. But they basically like top that that I think it was like 15 or 20 dollars a month. And you took the console home. You didn't pay for the console. It was just everything that you needed. 
you pay 20 or $25 a month and you get the consoles kind of like a cell phone type of thing. And you have no lumps on payment. And then you yeah, just go home like, and take yeah, the thing home. Least owned console that totally. comes with Xbox Live, Gold, and And probably Game trade Pass. in at the other end of it, too. Like, just like your phone. Yeah. Like, when you're done with it, you trade it in and you put it towards your next phone and it locks you into that yeah. ecosystem. I, like, I'll be pretty bold about this statement. Like, I fully expect them to have Series X $0 as, like, a major advertisement that they like put get into there. get into the bundle get into the the payment yeah, just like plan. you see like get in it guide an iphone for zero dollars like the exact yeah. same thing i think that they are really well positioned to to do that and then uh, on the other side of it too if you don't want to uh have that month to month kind of thing you just buy it for probably i think a series x is gonna be 4.99 that's kind of my that's kind of where i'm at so i think they'll have the disc drive advantage price point over the disc list the digital ps5 and i think um the PlayStation is going to be five fifty, then four ninety nine, and Series X will be four ninety nine. I like those prices. I mean, I think I don't like those prices, but I, I think that that's pretty spot on. I, I I'm kind of surprised the um the like the you're going as low as five forty nine. I'm thinking five ninety nine. Yeah, it's it's possible. I just don't like. It depends on how I, everybody's kind of looking at PlayStation, thinking that they're back to the old arrogant PlayStation. I'm not sure that I go quite that far that they're. So yeah. out of t- I think five ninety nine would be out of touch. Yeah, I, I don't think, think they do that. I don't think we're at PS two era Sony. We're not that. Yeah, but insane. they're they're almost there, but not. Yeah, I don't close, know. I, I but do. I not, do think five ninety nine would be. Yeah, would be tone deaf and yeah, outrageous. See, and here's here's my thing. As a primarily Nintendo gamer, right? I mean, I've uh, we own a P we own a PS four, uh, mm-hmm. and we've had one since launch. You know, basically. My son got it to play Minecraft on. Now I'm, I'm currently working through Horizon Zero Dawn for the first time. So, uh, anyway, I was totally Series X. Like I was all in, like, let's go do the Series X. Uh, let's do Xbox this round, especially for Game Pass. Mm-hmm. Like I think that's like, I love, but Spider Man. Yeah. Yeah. And I like y'all, I, I watched that Spider-Man trailer and I was like, well, there we go. Mm-hmm. There's a the decision. Yeah. I'm done. Because did- Spider-Man PS4 is one of my favorite games of all time. Like, I get it. It's in the top 10. Yeah. And I I can't miss it. It's so funny because like, you know, when you do an Xbox, I, I also do a Nintendo podcast too. So it's, it's just funny to be kind of like painted in the, the Xbox corner. It's like, if I could shift my camera over here, it's like, my Switch, my PlayStation 4 Pro, Spider-Man Edition, and my Xbox One X is like, it's all it's all right here. I play and buy everything. And the one thing that I continue to say about PlayStation that is so incredible about the PlayStation ecosystem is that their first-party lineup is so great that you could legitimately just own a PlayStation and only play exclusives and be super happy with your experience. And that, Because that's my experience with it. I play all my third-party stuff on my Xbox. Um, I play a lot of indie stuff and, and obviously all the first-party Nintendo things on my Switch. And I'm like, super happy with with kind of everything and that's they sony has that that power that it's not even going to be like a full-on Sp- spider-man game like it's a probably a 40 dollars type of experience and it will sell units because it's spider-man and that is so freaking powerful which is why i expect xbox to really amp up their level and amp up their game on game pass i think it's it's great that they've got the first party stuff launching day and date so you get so if you like xbox then you're stoked but I think they have to do a little bit more 
even than that to win people back over from PlayStation because of things like Spider-Man, because of things like Horizon Zero Dawn and a lot of great first party games. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that, uh, like right now, like I love the look of the Series X. I love the idea of, of it and Games Pass and and all the games with gold and all that way mm-hmm. more than I do what PlayStation offers. But then I look at the lineup of games. <laughs> that, that Sony has coming on the on the PlayStation Five, and that's see, this is what PlayStation does though. That I think is it's total opposite of what Nintendo is doing. Is PlayStation will go, here's all the games, and we're not going to tell you when they're going to come out. Like the Last of Us, they announced what four or five years ago. Yeah. So people were yeah. buying PlayStations. Like, yeah, sure, it'll come soon enough, and it wasn't soon at all. Like it's we're months away from the well, end of PlayStation. Look it's at Final Fantasy VII. It was like six years. That that was the entire playbook. And like this is where maybe I get a little bit like more on the on the Nintendo or Xbox side of things. That like I dislike that. I think that's actually almost a little bit dishonest to go. These are the games that you can play on PlayStation Five. Is like eventually. Like I like I like this Paper Mario is coming out in, in like six weeks. That's awesome to me. I don't like. Here's a trailer for a game that like you we want you to buy your your system today. We want your money now, but we're not going to give you this thing that we're selling it based on that. You're not going to get that experience for like half a decade. I think that's like it's borderline false advertising to me. That might be as harsh as I'm going to put that. No, I, don't I mean, really think it's like I, I totally agree with you because like I was thinking back, you know, at some of the games that I've waited for that launched in this console generation. Uh, I mean, I waited for Kingdom Hearts 3 for 13 years. <laughs> yeah, man. And then it was a massive disappointment. Mm-hmm. Absolute mm-hmm. garbage. And this is where I feel like Zach is, would be coming in going, like, manage your expectations, like, well, make okay. better well, purchases. I mean, like, when, when you have a game, game called Kingdom Hearts 3, you expect it to be the sequel of two games, not 13 yeah yeah no well, and, not, and, and and also i didn't expect that part of the sequel like part of the gaming experience would have been collecting all seven different systems i had to play those 13 games on mm-hmm. and i get i get to you that there is a there's a side of it too that it's a big investment like they're selling us these systems that are hundreds of dollars and so you're going to want to know that that investment is going to be worthwhile over the next couple of years so there is there's a balance and i'm not suggesting that it's quite as simple as no, maybe I, I was you. kind of first suggesting i, got you. But- I, I hear you yeah, it is just a little bit like, yeah, you'll get it at some point. I don't but, like but that. But isn't much. this the same thing like doing that? Here, here's here's where I, I, I think there's some – I'm going to use this word, and it may be the wrong word, but I'm going to use it. There's a little bit of hypocrisy, mm-hmm. right? Because, okay, they can announce Horizon Zero Dawn 2 or Horizon Westward whatever, you mm-hmm. know, and not give a date, and it can be four years away. Right. Because right. it legit could be four years away or we can announce The Last of Us, too, and it can be three or four years away. But God forbid Nintendo announced Metroid Prime 4 and then not oh, deliver it the next year. Yeah. But yeah, Sony, Sony or, or Microsoft, they're like, oh, they're working on it. They're working on it. But, but with Nintendo, it's like, where's our Metroid Prime 4? You lied to us. Blah, it, blah, blah. It's sort of a self-destructive type of thing, though, because it's only Nintendo fans who are tearing Nintendo down for announcing well, that summarily. I don't think anybody true. else is calling out on that part. <laughs> it's true. Which, right? yeah. which is just incentivizing <laughs> Nintendo to not renounce games until they've gone gold. Oh, for sure. For sure. More. There's been, yeah, there's been a tremendous number of examples of games that have been like moved along. Cyberpunk just got delayed again. Um, and a lot of games that even just get canceled or just told, I mean, Breath of the Wild is a good example. I mean, when we're really talking about this, how many people bought a Wii U thinking that they were going to get a Zelda game 
on the Wii U, and they technically did, but they really should have been playing it on Switch. So there's a lot of that kind of going on. Nobody's nobody's perfect in this, but I don't know. It's gonna be it's gonna be a super fun fall and holiday season just to see it all kind of play out because as nice as everybody plays along with each other now, like publicly and and uh, all the companies are just like we stand together and everything is great. Like this is this is a brutal launch that we're kind of watching <laughs> happen here. It's as they as they play against one it's one another throughout the passive aggressive months. launch. So you could, you could a little see bit. it with you could see it with PlayStation's uh, some of their games. They were plan for the family element which is nintendo oh, bug wow. stacks yeah. yeah so which i thought was very interesting it's like that looks like a nintendo game or mm-hmm. they're going for the family side of things like which is good for them business-wise it's like hey you got a playstation you could play your single player you know more adult games but then during the you know day you could play with your kids you can play this you know astrobot game or you I think, know the I think part of the, the big part of the game. reason they're doing that is because nintendo has pretty much locked down the the family thing yeah you know, over mm-hmm. the last three years i mean yeah, always they've always have but the core element of nintendo fans is family friendly yeah, it always and, seems that's the thing that like anytime anybody else tries to move in on that space, it's like, well, you're not Nintendo. Like, what are you doing? It always is that reaction. Sony Super always does it. Was a thing. I mean, Sony, <laughs> I would actually argue, is probably best suited for it. Oddly enough, um, even though I think they've got some of the most mature games out there and some of the most dark and yeah. <laughs> depressing in some cases kind of games, <laughs> but they do have like they do have a history of mascot. Like their their history is in trying to take down Mario with their own versions of like their mascot platformers and things like that mm-hmm. with. Crash and Sly and Ratchet and Clank and all these other things and Prapper the Rapper, like a lot of, of really totally a lot of family um, and Sackboy as well now too. Like yes, um, Little Big Planet really coming out in front. So I think they're well. They all look for that. good. Mm-hmm. They they look good from the presentation. I actually caught my eye, you know, too. But yeah, it'd be interesting to see yeah. what happens. All right. Well. <laughs> That's our Mega news. Dragon in the chat says their history is to destroy the company that betrayed them. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, that's our news for this week. Uh, let's talk uh, about some events. Uh, Jesse, tell us about some Pokemon Go Fest. Yeah, I, I brought it up a few weeks ago when we first heard about it, but there's now more details on it. You know, Go Pokemon Go Fest 2020 will be July 25th and 26th, so a two-day event from 10 a.m. to 8 p.m. local time, so 10, hour, 10 hours a day. That It will cost $14.99 or equivalent of your local currency, which will give you access to both days. It, to, and if To compare to last year's, that was, that was uh, in Chicago, it was either $25 or $35 for a ticket. And even though it was still a two-day event, you were only there for one day. So, so definitely you're getting a better deal out of this year, even though it's a, still a $15 ticket. So they tickets are available to buy now. You can buy them up until the 26th at 6 p.m. If you buy them on the 26th, you will not have access to the 25th day events. You know, there's basically each day is its own distinct event. The each day will start a new chain of special research events. If start if if you play that day and like other special research events, there's no time limit to finish. You can finish it whenever you're able to afterwards. Information we know about day one: there'll be 
five rotating habitats will change each hour, pre- to pre- presumably to help in finishing whatever rotation the special research events are. The habitats will rotate between fire, water, grass, battle, and friendship. Not sure what those last two mean yet. I guess we'll find out. There'll be a global challenge arena. Trainers will have a chance to join forces in order to compete a collaborative challenge each hour. If trainers compete a challenge, they earn bonus for the remainder of the hour. That's things like we need a million people to finish this task this hour. Stuff like that. And there'll be more than 75 species of Pokemon available in day one between wild spawns, raids, and special research. Day two, they're a little more vague. It says trainers will enjoy something very special, something very different. They want day two to be a surprise, so ticket holders will learn what's in store all on the same day. There will be a lead-up to Pokemon Go Fest. All trainers globally, if they have a ticket or not, will be able to enjoy three weeks of weekly challenges in the form of Pokemon Go Fest 2020 timed research lines, similar to what they did with in May with the throwback challenges. They had four different ones, one for each week. And by completing the timed research lines, it'll unlock additional Pokemon appearances during Pokemon Go Fest 2020. Awesome. And I've already bought my tickets on both of my accounts. Cool. Both your accounts. I love that. Uh, I do want to, before we talk about what we've been playing, I want to talk a little about a little bit of breaking news here that uh, just popped up about an hour ago. Uh, a Taiwanese uh, ratings board website has leaked Crash Bandicoot 4. Oh, wow. Crash Bandicoot 4, it's about time. Uh, coming for Xbox One, Xbox Series X, and PlayStation 4, presumably also PlayStation 5. Speak of the devil, man. Holy cow. Uh, yeah, pretty, pretty crazy. Uh, and there's, there's cover images as well. You can go Google those. Uh, I did not, I wasn't going to say anything about it at first, but Destructoids reporting on it, PC gamers reporting on it, several other websites also picking it up. So, yeah. I just want to see, I just want to see that, that guy in the costume outside of Nintendo's headquarters just yelling in the micro, in the megaphone. Let's let's bring let's bring all the nostalgia back. That's the only thing. That's my yeah. connection point with Crash Bandicoot. Hopefully, this comes to Switch as well. Uh, who knows? That's what would make it so funny is that like it'd actually be on Switch now. They'd just be yelling at Nintendo, just like <laughs> put me on your console, right? Yeah, maybe it'll mm-hmm. also be a good game. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> <laughs> love it. Uh, they, maybe they can get I'm it right. I'm with you, this Marty. Time. No, I'm with uh, you. Man. Speaking of games, let's talk about what we've been playing, shall we? Sean Capri, we always let our guests go first because we're nice guys and uh, would love to hear what you have been playing this week. Marty, I want to tell you a little bit about a game called Xenoblade Chronicles Definitive Edition. Oh, my God. <laughs> I love Please this God, game. No. It's my first time. <laughs> I've never played Xenoblade before. It's, this is a... Uh, this is I'm probably I probably need up until uh, Paper Mario actually comes out to actually beat this game. It it goes forever, but I dude I am all in, and I was not expecting this level of Japanime, but it's all that I want in my game right now. I'm loving it. Uh, that's my sort of like mainline game. I had a little um, 
I had a chance to review a game called Summer and Mara or Mara. I think it's Mara. A uh, beautiful looking game that I was really intrigued in terms of its art style. And while everybody else was playing Animal Crossing, I thought I would do some kind of farming activity in the, in this lovely looking game. Um, but I have to say, as a, I'll be doing a bit more of a review on it in, um, on a cup of joe. It does not run well on Switch, and it def- definitely kind of lacks a little bit of the polish I was hoping for in in that type of experience. And it's just kind of like as I continue on with this game. I'm charmed by all the different characters and and the setting is beautiful. And the music is like, how do I get my hands on the soundtrack? It's got a lot of things going for it, but certain things like like buying things at the shop doesn't really quite work. And the the actually doesn't even have inverted controls. I don't know if I'm alone on this on this panel of do you guys play inverted? It has no inverted controls. Uh, so I have a real hard time. You got to have the inverted controls. <laughs> it's like, is that going away? Like there's, there's another game I was playing recently too on another system that didn't have inverted controls as well. And it's like, I think I might have to figure this out, which is also a reason that I can't play Wind Waker because it also doesn't have inverted controls. But Summer Mar is a, I, it looks gorgeous. And I think that it might be for some people, but it, uh, it looks like it just needed this a, a little bit more polish for me. So I think I'm going to be back to Xenoblade slash Tetris 99 rotation. Here, here's the thing about Xenoblade. Like, I've played it on the Wii. I played it on the 3DS. Mm-hmm. Tried to get into it both times. Got about five hours in and dropped it. And the problem that I'm having with Xenoblade is, is like, I see everyone talking about it and everyone is telling me how amazing it is and how I should love it. And so there's like a few days a week where I'll be like, you know what, I'm going to go buy that. Sure, I'm going to go buy it. And then there's, but then I go home and I sit down and I look at the like literal mountain of backlog I have. <laughs> yeah. And I hear people putting like a hundred hours into Xenoblade. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I can't do it. Yeah. I can't do it. And I then I start be. to remember what I hated about it. Yeah. And then I, and then I go, okay, I don't need that game. I mean, the thing is, here's, this is what I, I have to be honest with you, Marty. It's not a game for everybody. It, you, oh, even I though I'm loving it and I'm thinking it is great. Some of us have to realize when we're recommending a game that is pretty niche, like that is it takes a particular taste and maybe you have to kind of like, I don't know. Especially if I like a game. I mean, definitely. That's sort of like <laughs> almost goes without saying. It's like it's got the, the Waldax seal of approval. You're like, OK, not like for everybody, but if you're into it, if you like the genre, I think is what, how people used to review the games. Right. If you like the genre, it's a it's a 10 out of 10. Mm-hmm. But it's a, that's a tough one, man, because it's not a it's not as universal as Mario or a lot of the games that we do like on Switch. It's it's definitely a little quirky and weird and unlike a lot of games that I play at all. And I think that's one of the reasons that I've been enjoying it so much is that it's such a departure from everything else that I've been playing. Sure. And it's totally approachable to me. Like, I understand enough of it that it's not pushing me away. And I just kind of like being in that world and doing endless battles over and over again. So and, I end up being overpowered. Easy, like, isn't there an easy mode in this I think so. And I, I tend to play, like, I don't, I'm not smart enough to like really game the systems in these, in these types of like JRPGs. Like, I'm not like, okay, so if I combine like this weapon with this like gem in a sword or whatever, like, I just kind of brute force it and just kind of like a, like a dumb brute just kind of bulldoze my way through these JRPGs. So I end up having to like grind my way quite a, quite a bit more than maybe the, the typical person would. Yeah. And that's yeah, just I'm, like, I'm, I'm just the type of person that. who tries to break the systems like that. And if I can't yeah. figure out a way, I normally will just die. Yeah. I, I'm actually with Marty with this game. I, 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 I bought it twice. Didn't could, uh, couldn't get past the first few hours. 
I, you know, I generally have a problem. I had a problem with the you doing the 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 future look. Oh yeah, yeah. It gives uh, you a bit of a heads up, like something bad's about to happen. You're like, yeah, uh, I, I don't have and and where you had to have certain people hit in certain order to trigger a mm-hmm. combo. I, I I couldn't get those to work. That's so yeah, because you play these types of games a lot. Like you're able to kind of work in the systems. Um, but yeah, that's that's really interesting. That what, what clicks for some people and what doesn't. And the thing that I kind of like most about it is that that part that you brought up of you can see the future. And so there, whenever a game kind of has this sort of like outlandish notion that is built into either the lore, or the cinematics, or anything, um, that's one thing. But when they build that into the actual gameplay, which is what happens here, that the Monado allows them to kind of like see the future or glimpses and visions of the future. And that that's cool, but the fact that they built that into the combat system, I think, is really quite special and, and pretty rare that you see that. Like, typically, you see like this somebody with this amazing ability and this family tree and all these things that make them that, that make them remarkable. And then you play like the same old like turn-based strategy game kind of thing. And and this game builds in a lot of this what what is driving the story forward. They build that into the combat system. That's like that's what's really kind of blown me away about. It. And it continues to reveal itself more and more if, uh, as i as i continue on and also nobody is safe marty everybody's dying everybody who i think is great they're all dead nobody's going to survive this battle and uh i'm just loving it dude the walking dead of jrpgs pretty much yep that, that was safe. that was clear um right at the start had a little yeah. crush going and she just got sliced up she just dead Never coming back. I don't think so. Anyways, maybe the Monado will bring her back. Maybe that's something that I don't know about. People definitely should not spoil it for me. But yeah, you look pretty gone to me. <laughs> oh, you gotta you gotta really be feeling it for that to happen. Yeah, ex- exactly. But Tetris ninety nine is the is the forever game for me on Switch. Oh yeah, it, yeah, it's actually perfect. I love Tetris ninety nine. Mm-hmm. Mm, do you so do good. the daily tasks and stuff, Sean? Is that what you do with the? I Tetris definitely don't 99? do them daily okay. but when i play like i that that is like when i'm like ah do i have time to ju-? and this is like the ever distraction from xenoblade i need to like move that icon just like down the row on switch <laughs> and wouldn't it I'm be like, great if you could do that wouldn't it be great if you can move your icons i really should be able to do that because yeah i'm like i'm gonna sit down i'm gonna play xenoblade i'm like maybe just i'll do my dailies kind of thing so <laughs> it's not a i never do like a okay wake up in the morning make sure i do my dailies i'm not quite there but when i do play tetris 99 it's to like let's see what the challenge is there and see how quickly i can do it and thankfully well, that kind of keeps me up or, to date with the uh the maximus cups or at least like yeah. lock a few in place so they don't fall off big time yeah yeah, yeah there's certain times of the day that are better than others and last night was like middle of the night real bad uh like one in the morning is a terrible terrible time to play tetris 99 because <laughs> some people are very awake and it wasn't me so like, <laughs> right uh, Jesse, what you been playing, brother? All right, so I have a few weeks of games I wanted to talk about because two weeks ago we uh, ended up running long and didn't talk about what we were playing. And last week my internet died mid midway through show, so I didn't get a chance to talk what I was playing. So what I, what I wanted to talk about Animal Crossing New Horizons, the the wedding season event. Yeah, you know, I did it on June first, and I'm like, this is kind of sad i didn't like it so i didn't go back and repeat it which i heard is you know similar concept but with like different you're making different rooms to take a picture in i'm like uh, i'll pass on that uh so 
I, I've pretty much reached my limit with this game. I'm still logging in to try to to ch- check turnip prices and whatnot, but I'm not. I'm, I'm like in for maybe five minutes a day to just do a few things and leave. So I think I've kind of. I'm I'm about ready to tap out, which you know about a month in, which is about where I was with New Her- New Leaf when uh, when it got to the point when uh, when Isabel didn't have daily news anymore. I'm like, okay, well, if she doesn't care. Why should I? <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so you know, it's still fun talking with the rest of the community about what. You know who's got the good turnip prices or who needs this item. So I'm still that's keeping me involved a little bit, but I think in whole I'm think I'm pretty much done. I I picked up Bug Fables. We when we heard about this a few months ago when it was on Steam, and knew it was coming to Switch. It came out on Switch I think two weeks ago. I picked it up. It I was at the time we didn't know Paper Mario was getting a sequel, so this is. This was going to be the new Paper Mario game. It's very, it's, it, the art style like literally rips it. Similar, even audio cues and gameplay elements rips it, but it's, it's fine. It's, and which, which is, which did lead back to one of the questions, I think last week when they asked how much is ripping off and how much is an homage. And I think, you know, you know my, weak late answer to that is kind of history has stated, you know, you, you can't trademark gameplay. You can trademark characters and art assets. So if as long as your game looks different and has a new different story, everything it's, it's, you know, it's, it, you can't get sued for that. So, but, but bug fables, you know, is, you know, up to, uh, I'm about halfway through. I'm not sure how many chapters are in it. I started chapter four and I have so many side quests. I'm like, I'm starting to get, uh, don't know where to go next. And even if I want to try to find the main path, I don't think I know where to find it anymore. So I'm, it's been a few days since I tried playing that and I'll try to get back into it. I want, I'd like to, uh, Mecca tells me seven chapters. So thank you. Um, so, I'd like to try to finish that game before Paper Mario comes out because when Paper Mario comes out, Puck Fables is not getting played anymore. I can tell you that. Uh, we got a review copy of Missile Command Recharged, but I had already bought it for myself because it was only $3 uh, at the time. So Justin still asked me to make do a little video to showing the gameplay. It's very, you know, similar to the original arcade missile command with some changes. And I made, you know, my, I kind of go over that more in more detail in my video. If you want to go back and watch that. I also played some clubhouse games, you know, both the main game. And of course, you know, two weeks ago before it launched, I was, was going to talk about the guest pass, which does come with four games, four in a row dominoes, precedent and slot cars which can be played local, you know, solo or local multiplayer with other, with either two people on a switch or multi switches in some cases. I haven't had a chance to try the mosaic modes yet. And, you know, in general, I'm liking the game, but no one else in my family wants to play. So that kind of loses some of the value. (laughs) If I'm the only one to play it. 
Mm-hmm. You know, it's I not the only that. one. Then I also have been playing that as well, and it it, it is a, it's a it's a strange game to try and find that sweet spot of how many people can you play it with. So if there's nobody in the house, that obviously is a little bit tricky. If you have too many people to play with, there's eight games for you. If you have three people or more, you have eight games to play. And I've I'm I may have been able to know that ahead of time. Maybe that was like part of it. May have been on the box. I'm not really sure. That was pretty frustrating to go like I can just play like seven or eight games with four people. Yeah. Well, you know, even if I can get a, a kid to play with me for a little bit, that's at least I'm playing two players. Mm-hmm. And I, and there are plenty of most of the games can be played with two players. Yeah, uh, it, I, it seems like it's designed for two people, even though you have games yeah. like bowling and golf and a lot of games that, that really should. But like so. the toy games are so fun, like toy baseball is super fun. And I mean, most of the games are just timeless classics anyways. Like the yacht dice is awesome. And uh, I, I had to remember how to play that I game. I want to say this because I was going to mention this game uh, when I was talking about what I've been playing to you. I'm, I'm kind of obsessed with this game. Like I play it on the daily and there's several yeah. that I just like are my favorites. Um, Solitaire is the, and sevens I love, but uh one of the things, shout out to the sound design on this game. Yeah. Holy crap. The cards, uh, the sound of the air hockey puck, uh, the dominoes, all of it. Just like you're there, you know, like, I mean, and, and I'll say this, I, the, the, the game that I, I find myself going back to yacht dice is one of them, but the other one is takoyaki. Have you, have you played takoyaki? I, I, I only okay. played it once. But yeah. So so the the premise, Sean, of Takoyaki is there's a deck of cards in the middle of two players, and they each have ten cards face down in front of them, like you know, in two rows of five. Mm-hmm. And starting with the one in the top left hand corner, it's an ace, a two, a three, a four, a five, on through ten. So you turn over the top card, and if it matches an ace through ten, you get to turn that card over. But then if that card matches another number that's not turned over, you get to turn that card over and so on and so forth. So you're trying mm-hmm. to get all 10 cards to It's completely up. a game of chance. Yes. There's no it skill in is, it. It's very fast. But mm-hmm. uh, And then you can use the jokers to, you know, sub in for anything. And if okay. you draw uh, a jack, a queen, or a king, your turn's over. Mm-hmm. But it's just like it's it's unique. It's – Pig's tail is fun. Um, I, I even like the only thing, the only gripe that I have about the game, and this is a legitimate gripe, is uh, their Uno clone, the the last, last card. card. Um, the two blues are so close together, like the two blue colors are so hmm. close together. Like there's a yellow, a red, a blue, and like a bluish purple. See, for the cards, maybe it's just your display been. because it's my the, on my TV. That purple is pretty bright. Well, maybe so. I've played it on two mm. different TVs, and to me, like I was just like it'd be a different color. Like even if it was just like green, or maybe that maybe they thought that would get them too uh, sued. <laughs> yeah, exactly the same. So they just right. make one slightly less. Yeah, yeah. The kind of the game that disappointed me the most was the Texas Hold'em. Oh really? Because you know, you know I, I'm I'm a, I, I've played a lot of poker in the in the past ten fifteen years, mostly no limit, and this is limit hold'em. Mm-hmm. Very limited. Which <laughs> it's 
it's it's it is a completely different mindset to play it. Where yeah. uh, with with no limit, you you know you you want to the, the when you're doing your mid game mid hand bets, you're trying to pretty much put enough out to make everyone who doesn't have any chance to fold. You only right. want to be up against one other hand. Yeah. But here with limit, there's you can't out you can't bid people out. Mm-hmm. And 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 if you have any if you have knowledge of pot odds and probabilities, uh, unless you, unless so many people raise that where the each where the bet is forty, you you have pot odds probability to call every time. Mm-hmm. So it's mm-hmm. it's just not so fun. You end up on, on, so, on autopilot a lot of the times where you're really not making a decision. Right. You're so just like clicking it's, it it's basically turned into a game of chance instead of yeah. a game of, of skill. Yeah, so, yeah, like war. Right. So you just go play the casino game when you want to play some Texas. That's football. that's the thing that I was wondering. Like, we're playing a little bit of blackjack and then the Texas Hold'em. It's like, is this just giving me just enough to go to find the real thing? Like, am I about to go to, like, yeah. PokerStars.com or something? Well, they, they have the casino game on the Switch now, too. Yeah, man. So, I mean, maybe that'll be a, a Nintendo Dads After Dark kind of thing where we just, like, put up some real money. <laughs> What's the go. buy-in, Jesse? Uh, yeah, maybe, 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 maybe we'll do a, a, a virtual poker night sometime. Who knows? It's actually, not a bad idea. I can't believe. Yeah, we're I, really I, I'm sure there are websites that are, will let will, are out there that there will are. kind of set things up. You yeah, know, the app for it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then the last game I wanted to talk about is it's a, it's a game that isn't out yet, uh, but we got a review code and I tried to do a let's play and it failed miserably but it's still out there it's called the almost <laughs> gone uh, oh yeah our the the our embargo is let lets us stream up to two chapters and i couldn't get past the first one i got stuck i think i got stuck like 20 minutes in and i looked around for the one item i need to advance for 20 minutes and i said i'm i'm out I can't do it. So it's 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 a diorama based uh, escape room type of game. I think your goal is to get out of the house and f- go to the treehouse. That actually and, sounds pretty cool. Yeah, you know, it, it it sounds fun. I, I want to know what's in the treehouse. Why is that so special to get to? That none of that is explained. I'm, I'm not a, fir- a first kiss is waiting for you in the treehouse. <laughs> but. <laughs> I just I just got got stuck hard, yeah. And the, the game that we another game that we got a release code for uh, a release copy for pre-release copy for, but I haven't had a chance to play it yet. is is from Jupiter, but it's not a Picross game. It's called Working Zombies. It kind of looks like a oh, what's that? No, I can't think of the name. Like Diner Dash. Or like a, a single player overcooked type of game. It's resource management, but it's just one person. So at least that's what I've seen. That's my take on it just based on seeing trailers. I haven't had a chance to play it yet. I plan on probably doing a video this weekend on that. That did. So the Working Zombies did come out today. Almost Gone comes out the 25th. I think. It's available. You can get the, you can get chapter one demo on Steam 
today. At least that, at least I think that, that landed yesterday. So if you want to give that a try, you can get that on Steam for at least, chapter one on, for, on Steam for free. Oh. Well, Tim, what have you been playing? Well, actually, before that, Mecha Dragon says Clubhouse Games has gambling in it. I'm surprised it isn't rated M. Because ESRB does have a distinction between simulated gambling and gambling. So because of that, Mm. it is rated E here. In Australia, it It is is rated rated M. M. Oh, wow. Yeah. Because they don't have a distinction between simulated gambling and not. That's crazy. Your cat wants to tell us what she's been playing. (laughs) <laughs> yeah yeah at least we know jesse's mic works right right yes tim tim what you been playing man uh so i'm in the same boat as jesse where last week uh my portion of what i taught what games i played got cut out because of the switch over from uh recording when jesse lost power or, or lost the internet and uh so uh, I know someone Mecha Dragon asked last in, in the chat or in Discord what what that was, and I I put it out there. But if in case nobody read it, I'll kind of go over what it is. It's kind of bled into this week anyway, so I figured it'd be good to just bring it up. But pe- for the past couple weeks, um, I've I started playing uh, at the time last week's show. I couldn't mention it, but I can mention it now because it was under embargo last week. But I started playing uh, Rigid Force Redux. Uh, it's a shmup game. a shoot 'em up And uh, kind of like, you know, your Defender type game or something like that. Side-scrolling. Um, shoot 'em up And uh, it's a lot of... I had a lot of fun with it, especially for me being a noob in that, in that genre. I don't go for those type of games usually because they are usually very hardcore uh but this had a, a nice you know way to you could pick your uh how hard you want the game so you could kind of ease Ooh. into it go in easy mode and get used to the mechanics and play it um and get pretty far in the game uh so i gave him shout outs for that because that that's especially for noobs like me who want to get into the shoot 'em ups and want to get used to it or even try it out. I thought it was I'm really totally going to try that. I love a good shmup. That's got like kind of like a almost like an 80s kind of flair to it, kind of like the neon colors and everything. Yes, yes. It just it feels really good. It feels like a really good arcade one and uh, uh and they even have an arcade mode in it too. And I haven't I haven't had a chance to try that yet, but it's, it was a lot of fun when I played it. Um and then uh a little bit of Outer Worlds, more of that. Um, and someone asked me actually a question, and I haven't been able to type it out. I think it was Simple Monk who asked me um, what I think of that game. And he, he was quite honest that he didn't watch any of the videos I did on it or <laughs> or the, uh, the streams I did on it. But basically, I mentioned to even Justin about this, that if you're a person who's graphics first, and, and you get immersed in it a game because of graphics don't play this game on the switch because mm-hmm. you should go play it on a better device or a better console that will handle the graphics for you so you can get immersed in the game um however if you're okay with it being a ps3 graphics if that um and being able to play it on the go because because of story and gameplay so far, I've been having a lot of fun with it, and I think even Justin mentioned it last week. 
Uh, and he's having a lot of fun with it. But getting into the story, being able to play it, I have not had any problems with it. And I'm enjoying my time with the Switch version. Uh, did I notice any... I th- uh, the question was, did I notice any changes from uh, a patch? I didn't know there was a patch, actually. So um, I'll have to look at that to <laughs> see if there that. was. <laughs> so, like I said, I'm playing it because I'm playing it for the story. The gameplay is... I haven't... Yeah, there's pop-in, there's all kinds of stuff, but I'm not... I've still been able to stay immersed in with the game in handheld mode. Uh, so I've, I've had fun with it that way. Uh, Animal Crossing, of course, with my family. I've put, sunk in a lot of hours in Animal Crossing because of being on furlough for a long time before I got called back this week. Uh, so that's been the, my fan, that's been the family game. And that's probably why I've been able to spend most of the time with that game much more so than I expected with clubhouse games. Cause like Jesse, nobody in my family wants to play clubhouse games with me. <laughs> so it's like, I bought it thinking like, Oh yeah. Especially when they announced they had the free download where you can, you know, the other people can download it and be able to play my game with me. Kind of like the whole DS downloads they used to have uh, when they had clubhouse games for the DS. Um, I was I was all gung ho. We could play board games, card games, whatever and stuff. But nope. Anytime I bring up a game, I say, hey, you want to play clubhouse games? No, let's go on Animal Crossing. Yeah. (laughs) And there's really nothing to do. I mean, yeah, it'd be cool if like what you, Sean and um, Bobby were talking about in in the coffee shop. I overheard you guys talking about this (laughs) (laughs) is the if they had like a golf game or something in there and Animal Crossing to play, but they don't. Mm-hmm. So we make up our own little games that we play. Like hide and seek is my son's favorite thing to do in Animal Crossing. That is so we'll cool. We'll do that. Um, but that's been that's why I got so many hours in Animal Crossing because my family loves going in there. Yeah. Um, major time spent on Shin Sakai Into the Depths. Um, that game I've been loving it. I I I probably mention that every week as long as I'm playing it. Um, it is a if you like the aspect of Metroid Prime where you're scanning things a lot and and discovering, then you'll like this game where because this game is underwater, you're going in and you're discovering a lot of underwater stuff and every now and then you fight some things and it depends on the level of difficulty you put on the game as well. But every now and then you'll come across things you have to fight or fight off because you're you got some dangerous things that are in the water and then of course there's some fictional things that are in the water as well that you have to fight off um but i like it it's a very laid back game because you can just kind of go along discover these things about what's under this underwater uh in this underwater civilization that you're discovering i guess in in these um a, a lot of um artifacts and things that you're looking for as well it's, it's really cool and I'm really enjoying it and I've mentioned it before this is probably going to be on my list of game of the year games because I'm enjoying it that much for me so I highly recommend it and just hopefully some people check it out especially if you I mean if you want something that's always fast paced and stuff like that this is not the game for you unless you put it on hard mode mm-hmm. uh, but uh, it's more about exploratory stuff and then you run into things you have to battle hmm. And then last but not least, the definitely going to be game of the year is Jump Rope Challenge. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the game that's right behind me if you're watching. Uh, no, but seriously, I 
like I said, the the DSiWare, what we were talking about before, type games that I remember playing, um, just little snippets of games that pe- that Nintendo developers would come up with, or even other developers that I noticed on the list uh, were playing or created. That's what this reminds me of, and it was a lot of fun to be able to download it. My son and I did some jump roping, and and it was a lot of fun. So. I think it's cool. I hope they do more. I hope there's more developers that are stuck in quarantine and, and developing these crazy little games. <laughs> That's what I've been playing. Awesome. Uh, so I've been playing um, Clubhouse games. We already talked about that. Um, don't see an end to that really at all. Because it's. I love games like this that are kind of open-ended. Like you can just dive in and play a few hands or play, play yacht dice and then turn it off. And, you know, it is what it is. Uh, I've been playing Animal Crossing still. I'm like Jesse. I'm kind of burnt out on the wedding events. So far, I'm going to say this uh, about the, the Animal Crossing events so far. Uh, been kind of underwhelming. I like, I know they, they built it up like, oh, we're going to, you know, patch in events and we're going to do all this stuff. The Easter event was way overreaching. The mm-hmm. stamp rally that they pumped up for a while was like one day and you're done. Okay. Yeah. I, I also did that just once. Didn't bother yeah, doing it again. And then the wedding day the same thing, rewards. The, the wedding day thing, you can get heart crystals, I guess, and spend them on stuff, but I don't want that ugly wedding furniture. <laughs> I mean, like it's, it, it does not interest me. I'm with you, um, Marty. I'm with you. Part of, part of, part of what I hate about this game, like, and I'm like the, the, let me say that, or, or let me back up and say that over time, I'm finding more and more flaws with New Horizons, uh, particularly in the way that they make you craft and the way that they make you get things. Oh, and it takes so much time. Like my wife plays and she spends a lot of our Nook Miles on Nook Miles tickets so she can get money. And she was telling me the other day, she's like, I'm counting seven button presses per Nook Miles ticket. Why can't I just get 10 of these? Oh, yeah. Why yeah. can't I just do this? And I was like, Hun, I don't know. Cause into them. <laughs> you know, yes. uh, and, and just stuff like that. Like it just, it, it kind of grates on me. The, the, what I'm finding that really bothers me is like a lot of characters in Animal Crossing that I really like are locked behind these events. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Like Reese yeah. and Cyrus are always just going to be in the game during wedding season every year. You can't have them move in. You know, like they had retail in the in the uh, DS version and 3DS version. So there was like a recyclable store and a Nook store. Like, why can't we, like, it's almost like there's two steps forward, one step back. It's like we've sacrificed some some really neat functionality so we can have patchable events. Okay. Let me ask right. you this though, Marty. Is do you feel like, and I, you bring up valid points, so don't get me wrong with this question. Do you feel like because you played it, you I believe you rolled credits, right, on it? You rolled credits on. Oh your, yeah, 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 yeah. I've already KK's come to my town. Do you feel like you're now nitpicking though on this because of you you've gotten to a point where you're like kind of done and now you're looking at it's, it's kind of digging the, into it? But the th- the thing is, I don't feel done. Okay. Like I, maybe it's just more apparent because 
I don't have as much to do. My house is paid off completely. I can't do any more expansion. Like, right. I, I, I don't like terraforming enough to, to do it. And I like, I'm out of the turnip game because I'm not, right. I, not what do I need money right. for? Yeah. You know, if I want something, I just fish until I have enough money and there you go. So for me, it's, it's kind of like a daily Zen moment. Like, you know, I'll pop in for an hour and then do my, do my dailies, as Sean said, <laughs> and then I, I leave. But I, I can kind of, I can see it kind of lose an appeal. Like, you know, like ask me that this time next year. Okay. Oh, well, yeah. How about next month? Because that by that time, by this time next year, we've already cycled through a year's worth of events. Yeah. Right? You know, like we know what's coming. I wonder, though, and I was thinking, too, I wonder if it's going to be one of those things like we do with Zelda, right? Where it's like everybody was playing it. Everybody had fun with it. And then a year later, hey, wasn't remember the Animal Crossing game or a couple of years down the road? Remember Animal Crossing? Oh, sure, we should play yeah. that again. Let's build yeah. another island. <laughs> I could I could tell. What, well, here's a great example of that. Let me talk about what else I've been playing. Okay. I have been playing Super Mario Odyssey. Yes. And I love Super Mario Odyssey. It's one of my favorite games on Switch. Uh, but I recently just got back into it and decided, you know what? I'm going to go find some moons. I, I haven't played it in a while. Um, and I've been going back to, like, I had been pretty aggressively going back and hunting down every moon. And then I fell off of that because of other games. And now, like, getting back into that, I'm in some kingdoms that I didn't go back to, you know, eventually, like uh, Bowser's Kingdom, which, by the way, that is such a fantastic aesthetic. In this game, yeah. the traditional yeah. Japanese feudal right. castles and st- oh my gosh, this game Mario Odyssey was so brilliant. Uh, and like I've I've been waffling back and forth between do I want to go back and restart it or do I just want to try to get all the moons? And so I'm I'm at the, I, I just put some more moons in the Odyssey today and I'm at 700 moons. And I'm like I've decided. I'm gonna go. I'm just gonna do the 9.99. Like I'm go. I'm I'm all in. Uh, I like. I, this is a game that now I'm going back into daily. There you go. Yeah. I'm just having fun with. And so yeah, I mean, like it'll probably cool off for a while, but then I'll probably get back into it. You're, you know, Animal yeah. Crossing will probably be the same way. Um, I haven't revisited Zelda like that. Neither have I. Like I thought Breath of the Wild was fantastic. But it just did not grab me the way it grabbed some people. It, yeah. it, it, it grabbed me for 65 hours, and that was, <laughs> that was enough. Well, yeah, I, have, I had 150 hours into Zelda, and I, I don't know if that's a game I ever really want to go back into. If I do get back into a Zelda mood, if they don't announce another, you know, another Zelda game soon, I'll probably end up finally playing Twilight Princess on the Wii U, that I bought and mm. never played because I had just played it, replayed it on the Wii a year before it was announced or a few months before oh, it was announced. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Can I just say, I would really like a link between worlds brought to switch. Like as long as we're just bringing old games up to switch, yes. I just absolutely adore yes. that game. That's, that's the one for me. I'm for still sure. waiting for those three DS games that are supposedly supposed to come over. Good point. Yeah, switch. exactly. There's, Oh man, the three DS is a whole, you guys should do like a retro rewind just on three DS. Remember, yeah, remember that whole thing. Retro we still have it. At the end of it, I'll just throw mine in the garbage. No, uh, <laughs> we they get played every day no, here. No, they, I love no, I love my 3ds and 2ds. 
my mm-hmm. ice cream, my creamsicle 2DS oh, that I was finally one. able to get. Oh, so, oh yeah. uh, <laughs> background. Uh, and I don't background. like, here's the thing. I had the nice, you know, the big, the 3DS XL, the new 3DS XL. I totally don't miss that from going down to the 2DS. So yeah. I'm, I love this. I'm good. My favorite group. Uh, guys, let's talk. <laughs> let's, let's turn on the community spotlight as we round out the show. So uh, before we get to our questions, obviously, Sean Capri, you've been our guest. You've been fantastic. We love having you on the show. I want to thank you for staying at, hanging out late with us tonight. Uh, obviously you are a man of many talents and, uh, I, I, even this week saw just some people on Twitter, just like saying, man, just love it on Sean Capri. Uh, (laughs) and so we want, if, if you're listening and you, um, don't know where to find Sean and all his podcasting and all his different endeavors, Sean, where can people find you in my room? Yeah, I'm, I'm in Tim's room. People should check out the video. This is like a kid in a candy store with just these digital backgrounds. We're just like having a whole bunch of fun with this stuff. Um, thanks, Marty, for that. I, I appreciate it. And I, uh, as every one of these bumpers has been playing, I'm realizing that I have odd nostalgia for Nintendo dads. Like I've been listening for so many years and the consistency with the music is so strong and important for me that like I hear that that tune. I'm just like, yeah, man, that brings me back to like, 2015 you know what i mean like it just <laughs> brings you back so far so many years i've just been such a fan for so long so i just really appreciate you guys having me on and kicking back and having a nice long form of nintendo chat normally bobby bails on me by about like the 30 minutes done with his coffee and he leaves you the, yeah, yeah. He, he loves me and leaves <laughs> me so that's uh that's pretty much it but yeah people can find me uh on twitter and and yeah podcasting i'm just really loving podcasting right now man um cup of joe and nintendo is a kind of a short form just a 30 to 40 minute chat with bobby the nintendo guru who once i met him everything kind of kind of changed for me and um we the gamer cast still weekly is just kind of hanging out having sweet hangs with strangers from the internet and it's just been so fun just to sit down and hang out on a monday night and have a chat with people who like video games we talk a little bit about video games and mostly just about like life and just kind of like how, how people are doing and it can get either very serious or totally wacky and ridiculous. So it's just a totally different um, take on sort of, I think the video game podcast. And then uh, speaking of totally different, like the Xbox drive is the, is the Xbox show that I do that I record while driving a car. Um, and it was sort of born out of the idea that I was already doing too much. And I'm like, I love to do another show, but I don't have any time. And I was having that conversation while on a Skype call. Um, with Dave Moore, who was the original co-host of the Xbox Drive. So uh, I just can't stop, man. I just kind of love, I love, I love listening to podcasts. It's kind of how it all started, which is listening to people just talk about the thing that they're so passionate about. And how can you not want to jump in on that? And then, you know, uh, fast forward a couple of years and I just feel so honored and privileged to be like so many people would kill. Like you mentioned, you have 120 people who support you guys on Patreon and probably and thousands and tens of thousands of people who, who listen to you on a weekly basis. Um, they would kill to be able to be here where I am. And it, it, that honor is not lost on me that, that I get the invite to be on Nintendo dads. That's a, it's a really special thing when I get invited on. So I just really appreciate that. 
I'm all I'm all verklempt over here. (laughs) It's a big deal, man. (laughs) I just I don't know. Like, I I think sometimes people can kind of get away from themselves a little bit. And I just I'm I'm very lucky to to be able to like message all you guys and and Justin, Justin, I chat a lot. And it's just like the Justin Masson message me. That's awesome. So I just it's a it's a crazy life that we all kind of live. And like, we're very lucky to get to do what we do and have some of the access that we get. And to be able to like have family commitment, family support to allow us to do the things that we do. And that's kind of some of the things that we like to explore on We The Gamer Cast, but on Cup of Joe and Nintendo and the Xbox Drive, it's all about games. And it's just so awesome. And it's kind of the best time right now, 2020, even though like the world is on fire, new consoles are coming out and it's a fun time to be talking about video games. And yeah. Everybody's buying them. So perfect. Uh, so you guys go check out Cup of Joe and Nintendo. Check out Xbox Drive. Check out We the Gamer Cast. Uh, hit up Sean on Twitter. Uh, and uh, with that being said, let's dive into uh, some of your comments and questions. Uh, Jesse, we got an email from Andrew, and uh, he says this: "Hello there, big fan of the show. It inspired me and some buddies to make our own Nintendo-related podcast. Love it." Uh, he says, "I have a question for Jesse." I assume since he runs the soundboard and tech stuff, how do you guys record your podcasts and do sound effects and such? We just barely started and our current setup is that each of us has two devices, one for recording audio and the other for video chatting together. Then in post, I compile all the audio together and add sound effects and musics. Musics. That I can't read. Music. <laughs> I live in fear that one of our audio recordings won't work and we have no backup. I'd love to have a way to record the call itself and add sound as part of the live production. How do you do it? Appreciate any advice you can give newbie podcasters like us. Jesse, knock this out of the park. Okay. Yeah. And we got this question last week that we were going to hit then, but again, I got knocked off the call, so I couldn't answer it. So, um, yeah, actually, if, if every, everyone recording their own, uh, their own audio and doing the sound effects in post is probably the better quality way in the long run. But we don't do that mainly because we're, we try to do record and post it as fast as we can. And I, I in previous podcasts, I spent, you know, all the, the editing time it takes to, to do like what the, what say, what the mega dads do. And that if I did that, our, we record the Thursdays. The show wouldn't be posted until Sundays. I can guarantee that. And sometimes it wouldn't even be posted at all because I just wouldn't feel like doing it. So that's why we kind of don't put that level of effort in the editing. But the, the way I do the audios in 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 real time is actually kind of complicated. Um, I know Zach did it because he had he had a physical mixer. I'm not sure how that was wired in, but I, I have a digital mixer, which basically gives me, you know, my microphone's an input, you know, the the PC itself is an input. And then what I hear off the zoom call is an input. And then I, I blend them into two different outputs. One of them is my mic and the PC is an output, which then is how they hear me and the music. And that gets recorded and the other goes into my ear, so I hear them, but I don't hear me. But but I hear them and the music, but I don't hear me. So uh, if if you want if you want to get 
more detail in how I did that, you know, DM me and I could probably show, you know, show you what I have and get things started, uh, with that. But so, yeah, it's, it, it works like a mixing board would work in the, but it's just a digital version instead of a, a, a hardware version. And that's how I do, like, when I change the volumes to start at the end of the show, it's a, a literal slider that I can l- lower that volume in real time. If, to play the various uh, sound bites and, and music, I have a stream deck that I just have programmed to be a soundboard. Stream deck can do a hell of a lot more than what we're using it for. I'm just pretty much only using it as a soundboard. Uh, then we, we, we use uh, you know Zoom to do our call. Zoom itself does have the ability to record itself. And actually, that's how last week's, the back half of last week's episode was saved because they were, they turned on the Zoom recording and then I merged them together with what I was able to record. So, you know, that's, if you, you know, I, I don't know what you use for your video, but, you know, but, you know, most video conferencing type of software has a way for you to, to, you know, record the, what, record your meeting and then you can do some editing with that later as well. So, you know, useful for like as a backup in case one of your audios do fail. And you know, I, I, I've, I've seen this happen on another podcast, like NWR does it this way. If they lose a voice, they sometimes lose the entire episode because that was like their main voice. And it just wouldn't make sense with only three out of the four voices. Or sometimes it is a, a minor voice that they just kind of cut around it. So sometimes you have to be creative if you lose a voice like that. So probably a longer answer than you were expecting, but I hope it helps. And uh, do a whole podcast on that one, probably pretty much definitely what everybody's learned and their best practices. And you could do a video on it, Jesse on the Nintendo dad's channel. Here's how to make a podcast work. Do a series. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Seriously. Yeah, I don't need That'd more be, backlogs. That's a great idea. <laughs> a great idea. Yep. Although, let's do that. I'm amazed you even told that much because a magician doesn't tell you how to do his tricks. So, but Jesse just an open book, man. Yes, and you, yeah. you get the there answer. There you go. Mm-hmm. I never said there it was magic. Woo! <laughs> I had I had to push something. <laughs> I love it. I love that was it. Awesome. Uh, one other question we got this week I is from uh, Ebusel over on Patreon, and he asked this. I love this question: Which game or franchise would you create an '80s animated style cartoon of that did not already get an animated live action show? Ooh. Wait. Okay, so we're making a game. No, we're making a cartoon. Okay. Out, out, out of, of a game? game or video out game franchise game. Okay. Okay. that did, has not already received an 80s style cartoon for that Does series. it have to be an 80s game or can it be more of a modern game with an older No, it can be any game. He said any game. You know what? Uh, I don't know why. And, and by, by 80s cartoon series, I'm really feeling like he's probably thinking of the Super Mario Brothers Super Show. Mm-hmm. Low budget. <laughs> <laughs> Serialized, low budget, yeah, yeah. Metro. Oh yeah, <laughs> that was my answer. Tim and I, I we're going Metroid, like visiting a new planet every week, following the adventures of Samus Aran. The, oh the my bounty gosh, hunter. that's so good. Yeah, no, Captain I'm, I'm N. 
I'm totally the mother brain. Oh, uh, I gotta find Captain Ann somewhere and watch that. Actually, I can't I think of anything because I'll, I'll, because I watched all that garbage back when I was a kid, and you know, actually liked it. You know, back mm-hmm. Earthbound. Yeah. You know, you know another one. No, that I think would, you know, you Earthbound know is a great answer that I think would make a great '80s cartoon because of the wackiness, you know, and having to fill in the gaps and everything. Follow me here. Punch Out. Nice. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Punch Out would be great because because I'm remembering like, I'm remembering all these old shows even pre NES era like the, you know there was the you know, Pac Man Donkey was, Kong there was Donkey Kong there was a, a Kangaroo there was Cubert so there was there was a whole bunch of weird yeah. games that had mm-hmm. had yeah. cartoons made out of it yeah so like can you imagine like a modern a modern uh, like um, like Halo. <laughs> Oh my god, that needs to just stay out of there, man. I want pilot wings. My answer is pilot wings. Ooh, and just I don't know why, just all the different like tricks and landings, and just all the different bullseyes you end up like flying onto. I I I love pilot wings. You you know what I love most about pilot wings is that they do this whole thing uh, where you know you train for the entire thing. and at the very end, they throw you that curveball. It's like, oh yeah, by the way, you got to go bomb this enemy base. Right. <laughs> I love that about that game because, like, it's like you've been doing all the pilot training and everything. Oh, by the way, the whole reason you're doing this pilot training is because we've been training you to become a war mm-hmm. machine. Mm-hmm. I never you're, got that far in that game. It's such a weird, like, totally random. I mean, the '64 is really where it's at. Um, Oh, I just had the oh, Conquer's Bad Fur Day is also a cartoon that would be that amusing. I would, I would watch. There you go. What about what about Banjo Kazooie? Yeah, yeah, that would fall in the same vein. Um, mm-hmm. uh, Paper Mario would be. Oh, Paper Mario! Be good. Mm-hmm. How about Kirby? Mm-hmm. Oh no, Good Luigi's Man. I mean, all of them. Kirby Honestly, like that was cartoon. <laughs> no, Kirby's. Kirby Kirby's got a cartoon. End. Oh, that's right. That's right. There's that classic. I think he's had a few. Now, Pikmin yeah, has had like, animated shorts, but you know, having that as like a full fledged thing would be interesting too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was thinking Luigi's Mansion as well. Yeah, pretty fun. That would be. I could even That's see great like F Zero. That is a great question. F Zero would just like give me give F-Zero me an anime. Did get a cartoon, didn't it? Was it wasn't an anime? Was it an anime? That, that was an anime. That yeah. was was yeah. it? Okay. Well, I'm thinking. I, I 80, think I think the GBA games were based on the anime. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I mean, guys, Clay Fighter. I want Clay Fighter too. Ooh. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that I mention Clay Fighter every time I'm on this show, <laughs> somehow randomly and somehow fits. Sean in. Capri, let me ask you a question. Sean Capri, third, uh, are, are you are you a Clay Fighter fan? I don't think I think I'm ironically a clay fighter fan. Like I'm not going like, to suggest that. Here's the deal: the idea I of like clay it. fighter, the idea of clay fighter, fantastic. The execution yeah. of clay fighter, all these years later. But let me just tell you, 13 year old mm-hmm. Marty Estes was obsessed. Me too. With clay fighter. <laughs> me too. I was obsessed with it, and uh, the you know, like just the whole aesthetic of it the whole mm-hmm. characters like who was who was your favorite character 13 year old I, dude who, it's been so long but the snowman who's it what was his name the oh snowman, bad mr but, frosty yeah oh my god it's so great but yeah but you go back now like it's almost unplayable oh <laughs> like, it's, it's it really is unplayable. hard but listen 
you you got it. You got to go. You can't do that. Like you can't. It can't be the snowman, man. If you go back to Clay Fighter, it's got to be blue suede goo. Just oh right? my the god, the names are so yeah. great. Blue, blue I mean, he's right on the cover too. And oh, you know, I mean, like, <laughs> I love, I love <laughs> that game. So good. I have it. Like I have it on my hat. Helga too. Oh my gosh, I'm just looking and at the names here. Y'all, that game is so bad. It's mm-hmm. terrible. Mm-hmm. Or I never played I it. Never but, played oh, it. But look, back in the day, back in the day, Clay Fighter and Clay Fighter 2 was was the jam. I mean, anything and, like stop animation or even like Clay, was it Clay, Clay animation? Claymates like, was yeah. one of them too. Oh, you remember so that was great. like a platformer? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I will remember like the Blockbuster video for a while mm-hmm. had the, the Clay Fighter Tournament Edition. Oh yeah, you could only rent it there. That's so the amazing. only place you can get it. Oh, oh I didn't realize that. I definitely so seen that. I didn't realize that. You could only... buy it. You could. Oh, buy it. You that's amazing. Yeah, GameStop or um, Blockbuster. Man, so, that was back in the right, day. You well, just buy any fighting game. Guys, welcome to Clay Fighter Dance. No uh, kidding. <laughs> that's uh, gonna be the next retro rewind. Retro rewind. rewind. Yeah. Oh, Bring it back. <laughs> we need to play this for retro rewind. My brother has to find a way to make people play Clay Fighter. And you know, Clay Fighter Two is not bad. It wasn't I don't bad. Think they ever played Clay Fighter Two, actually. It had like it had a bunny that was like uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger ripoff. Like he was real hugely muscled at the top, and his legs were really tiny. Of course, I Judgment Clay it. is the name of it. Of course, Judge, so they- Judgment Clay. Oh wow! Yep, that's yep. amazing. I never. Played well, guys, that. before we get too far off the rails here, that's been episode two hundred eighty-five of Nintendo Dads. Uh, we want to thank Sean Capri for hanging out with us tonight. And talking about all things EA and Xbox and Clay Fighter. Uh, yeah, man. <laughs> Got there. Yeah. Uh, that is a topic I never thought would come up on this show. Just, just thanks, being honest. Mm-hmm. Uh, so as we close out the show tonight, we want to say thanks to our Patreon producers, Chris Mears, Dave Ernsberger, Sean Abbott, and Antonio Contronio. But thank you guys for backing at the $30 level. And also to all of our patrons for backing at whatever level you're at. Be sure to watch for a big announcement about our Patreon in the next couple of weeks as well. Head over to nintendodads.com for all of our social media feeds, links to our Patreon page and social media, and a place to buy Nintendo Dads merch. And you can find us also by emailing us at nintendodads at gmail.com, or you can call in and leave us a voicemail at 929-25-NDADS. That's 929-256-3237. I want to say a big thanks to OC Remix for the music we use throughout the show. And guys, please go to your podcast app of choice, whatever that is. Maybe it's CastBox, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play Music, Spotify, Apple, whatever it is, and give us a written review and go ahead and tick that five stars. It helps people find us. It helps more people know about the show and helps them listen to all the goodness that's going on here. We really appreciate all the reviews that you guys have given us. So for me, for Tim, for Jesse, and our guest, Sean Capri, this has been episode 285 of Nintendo Dads. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Check you later. Nintendo Dads. <laughs>